Hello? Feel Good Friday, January 29th. How you doing? All right. Still holding on out there. Mm-hmm. I uh, can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. Some great conversation I think you're going to feel good about on this Feel Good Friday. Oh, yeah. Uh, this Sunday, just a quick announcement, we'll be doing a ping pong challenge, basically, on our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Deepad McAfee Show. Ty and Boston Connor will be commentating while I take on numerous people and the the game results, each game result will be potentially money given away, potentially $10,000 being given away this wow. Sunday at youtube.com forward slash Deepad McAfee Show and a ping pong challenge. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Some of the boys are going to get in there and play against me in the Oculus Arena. Mm-hmm. Some random people from around the globe will be playing. We'll be having a good time. Come hang out with us. Potentially win some money. One week out from the big game. Mm-hmm. And on the big game, by the way, we will have a countdown to kick off Celebration Super Show with big guests from 4.30-ish to 6.30-ish at YouTube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show and also on SiriusXM. Be a live celebration of us making it to the fucking Super Bowl in a year where nobody thought it was going to be possible. Hell yeah! A lot of bets we'll talk about. We'll win a lot of money. We'll have a good time. Anyways, let's have Feel Good Friday. We appreciate you all so much. If you like this show by the end of it, go ahead, be a friend, tell a friend. Let's get to it. I've been alleged. Eastbury not only was there to talk for God mm-hmm. to Cal McNair and to translate the words and verses and hymns and psalms and things like that to Cal McNair and the team, but also I've learned some things football-wise whenever I'm talking for the Lord and then football lords are talking back to me mm-hmm. up there in New England. I want to get into the football side of things. Then that happened alongside Cal McNair. Somehow, I'm not there. I don't know all the behind the scenes. This is just what has been reporting. I'm observing and reporting from outside looking in. He then gets the ear of the owner of the Houston Texans. Not only is he now the mouth of the Bible uh, for Cal McNair and others, but now he also becomes a football decision maker alongside Cal McNair, and all hell breaks loose at the Houston <laughs> and Texans organization. You got people that have actual vendettas coming out on a 20-scroll article on Sports Illustrated about what he has done and how he's doing to the Houston Texans organization. If you've watched from afar, since this timeline has been put in to when Easterby, God bless you, dropped his ass into the Houston Texans organization, and then you see what has happened. It is not gone in a Good trajectory. It's not Dogecoin. Mm-mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Got it in there. Hold. <laughs> <laughs> the Texans have not been GameStop, okay? Nope. The Texans have not been Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. The Texans have not been AMC, who died quickly but oh. had a hell of a run. The Texans, since he has been in the position of somewhat of power or maybe influence, and this is just from outside looking in, we don't know the exact date when he got in there and started doing things, but it seems like a lot has happened since this guy showed up in Houston. It just, it feels like it. Obviously, it all starts with the DeAndre Hopkins, and then Bill O'Brien gets fired after a practice revolt, but is Bill O'Brien potentially been misrepresented in this whole thing because maybe he was sending down the he was getting word from the guy that gives the word of God and Cal McNair to him with the way he had to handle situations for the team I assume he was potentially in a very 
weird spot. Then you hear about agents telling stories down at the Senior Bowl this week. Jack Easterby is texting players' moms, telling them like how they've been acting and how he feels like they should be acting. This is all alleged, by the way, but all these stories sound rather similar in a fashion. A lot of people hate Jack Easterby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure seems that way. It sure, a lot of people hate this guy. And I, I don't know if he knows it. And I know a lot of people hate Jesus, too. Hey, a lot of people hate Jesus. That's yeah. right. Especially those Italians that uh, killed him. Praise Jesus. Amen. But anyways, um, down to Senior Bowl, the conversations about how this guy has acted since going down to Houston because everybody seems to be confused how a guy just signed 170 or 100, whatever his contract was, million-dollar deal less than a year ago, and then everything just kind of starts unraveling at the seams for an organization that's worth billions. Hey! Billions of dollars. Now Deshaun Watson obviously has uh, formally asked to be traded. Where will he go? How will they trade him? What teams are going to be interested? Orlovsky said to the New York Giants, take Danny Dimes, Saquon Barkley, three more number one picks, first round picks. So that's five first round picks. Okay. The washer, the dryer, the chef. Ooh. Send them to Houston for Deshaun Watson in return. He said, if you want to take a swing, take a swing. That's how it's being talked about. There's a conversation coming out of San Francisco that the Niners and the, the Lions are already talking about Matt Stafford. Two number ones, two number threes have allegedly been, this is all alleged due to uh, Vincent Frank at Vincent Frank NFL. The guy's got NFL oh, yeah. in, his, right. in his thing. He said that the 49ers have offered two second round picks and two third round picks from what I've oh so no number ones yeah mm -hmm. oh. oh no I was wow. not happy about that two seconds and two number threes yeah, add them together though need a first round pick yeah you do the math what is that it's ten yeah it's like a one and a two mm-hmm <laughs> yeah if you put the two twos together yeah you would think that those two will power up enough to get a double team on at least one of the ones of the first 32 picks right because exactly. with, with the Lions two seconds and two thirds I mean it doesn't matter if it's the first, second, or third. They're going to fuck up the pick anyway. Yeah, but let's remember 199 is the GOAT. So you never know where you're going to find, where who you're going to find. Mm -hmm. uh, but you would think that more number ones would be, I, I read this wrong earlier. I thought it was two number ones and then two number threes. No, it's two number twos yeah. and two number threes. Yeah. Hey, Colts, let's go ahead and send them. <laughs> yeah. Send them a bag of balls up there. Let's go ahead and get, let's, get, let's send a bag of balls up to Detroit. And let's go ahead and get Matty Stafford down here to Indianapolis as fast as possible. But the Niners and Matthew Stafford, deep in conversation talks, two second-round picks, two third-round picks, allegedly from Vincent Frank here. What would Deshaun Watson's asking price be? Where will they go? There's going to be a lot of players in this game. It's a wild time to be alive. And the Super Bowl is next week, by the way. It's a good time to be alive. Uh, we have some breaking news. At Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. I know you guys have incredible things to talk about here, mm -hmm. but we do have some breaking news at the office here in the studio, <laughs> uh, which is something that uh, we could have never foreseen just maybe two months ago, this happening. But today is a massive day. Diggs has been gifted something from somebody that we would have never thought Diggs yep. would have ever <laughs> communicated with just days, maybe even weeks ago. Diggs? Pat? Oh, boy. About a month ago, I forgot that it took all of us. Yeah, you did. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. You did. 
But through that, oh. a man was born. You were once a boy. <laughs> I came out a man. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's right. Yeah, Some you. would say a cowboy. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about your 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 regular life you lived. A COVID cowboy. Then you be, then you got COVID. Uh -huh. Went to the COVID cave. Came out on the other side. A COVID cowboy guns up. Had place. the confidence to start speaking my mind. Okay. Taking shots. Okay. Okay. And then I, people saw the fake. I was wearing. That's a Mickey Mouse hat. A Mickey Mouse fake cowboy hat. Can't believe it. Oh no, that's not our COVID. Actually, that was our COVID cowboy. Yeah, yeah. that was bitch. our COVID cowboy. Fake ass hat. God damn. Yeah. 2013 world champion. Roper. 2019 world rank number two. Whoa. Roper. Roper. Get on a horse. Fucking rope that calf. Fucking string him up. Shane Hanchy. Heard of him. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Best cowboy. Maybe the most cowboy cowboy saw, going right now. Saw my issue. Said we can't have you be wearing that area anymore. What? So he said, hey. I'm going to take care of you. What is that? Well, this is from the best hat store in Texas. Fort Worth, Texas, I believe. American Hat Company. Whoa! Look at that hat, dude! I'm no longer fake COVID cowboy. I am a real COVID cowboy. Wow! Look! Hey, look at the shapes on that thing. You know what I mean? We got some real angles on that. my friend. It fits perfectly. Midnight blue. Okay, I was gonna say. Like a rancher. Hey, Congrats to you, dude. Thank you. How about? And now we go with Doge. <laughs> now we go Doge. The um, what was his name? Shane Hanchy. Shane Hanchy. Mm -hmm. I do believe I've heard of him. I've seen his work. Uh, Hell of a roper. Been to a couple rodeos, you know, downer. Mm -hmm. Does he know that you won't be a cowboy? What two, three weeks from now? Well, I mean, no, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> But with this hat, it definitely extends it a month or so. You think you're you're we're sticking it's with it? It's so comfortable. Pat. Is there another season of uh, that Kevin Costner out in Montana? Yeah, I believe it's coming yeah, out in June. Yeah. So yeah, we, yeah, that'll we're extend it. Yeah. Yeah. Make it till then, and we're good. Uh, Diggs was a madman at one point. Mm -hmm. Whenever he was watching Mad Men, good luck. It was it was a good run. He's full on cowboy now. Yeah, let's go, Diggs. Full on cowboy. Hey, I, I like this one. I like COVID yeah, cowboy. It's good. Great look. At Viva La Zito, Lord Zito, if you will. Thanks, uh, your poll today is one that I assume there's a lot of chatter about because it's really the only thing to talk about right now. It involves God, it involves an owner, and it involves a quarterback that was once called Michael Jordan of football by Dabo Sweeney. Yep, today is I wonder uh, if he oh, would yeah. still say that now that Trevor Lawrence is out. Oh. Mm. I would like to have a conversation with Dabo about that. Mm. Mm. Somebody should do that. Sorry about that, though, Zito. Lord oh, yeah. Zito, go ahead. Uh, world Deshaun Watson end up. Uh, a lot of controversy because I had one previously up, a poll. I end up taking that down, putting this one up. Smart. But, uh, yeah, last place, Colts, 15.9%. We have 49ers, 20.3%. Dolphins, 27.3%. And Jets, 365 Yeah, the Jets have always been the topic of conversation because they have – the number two overall pick, and yep. they're going to try to make some moves. They have enough picks to do it. And uh, then they would Sam, uh, send Sam Darnold back to Houston so they'd have a quarterback in the meantime yeah. unless they wanted to go for the – everybody has said Jets since the very beginning. That was long before the official trade request was put in by yeah. Deshaun Watson. You know, 49ers, everybody's assuming that Matthew Stafford's going there. All right. Dolphins – 
Maybe they're in play. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dolphins are definitely in play. Deshaun Watson has come out and said, oh, I don't know if he has, but his people have allegedly said, Jesus, you know, everything has to deal with allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allegedly has said that he's not going to force any places. <laughs> in, yeah, in this and In this particular. It, they're not going to force any place to be the only place he can go. He won't veto trades or whatever. Because a lot of conversation was, well, if he's saying he'll only go to the Dolphins or the Jets, if you're Chris Casario, Cesario, Cesario? Casario. Casario. Nick. Nick Casario. Yeah. His name's sure Nick Casario? Yeah. Yeah. Lombardi, uh, yeah, Lombardi. <laughs> unfortunately, has been calling him Cesario <laughs> since the beginning. I called him Chris, right? <laughs> yeah. Was yeah, it yeah. me that called him Chris or somebody? I think Lombardi called I'm him Chris. I'm sure yeah. Lombardi has called yeah. him Chris. Chris Casario. Lombo is great with names. Yesterday on him. Okay. Dad. So, Nick Casario? Yes. yes. I'm sorry, Paizone. Honestly, I thought I got it right. Okay, that was no no offense meant there. That's on me. All right? Too many Italians. You know, for a lot of people, that's probably one of the only Italian names they really have in their Rolodex Casario. That's like number, I don't know, probably 95 to 100 in my life. Oh, so geez. it's a little difficult. But him going into um, negotiation, if the other team knows that Deshaun's only allowing you to trade him, he wants to be traded, he's forcing a trade, and he's only allowing you to trade to one place or whatever. Lombardi said, imagine the Dolphins walking into that trade negotiation. They, like Casario's like, well, what do I get? Like how, yeah. hey, excuse me, Deshaun. Okay, I, I, I just, by the way, I didn't know what was going on here. Okay, the last time I saw Jack Easterby, we were praying together. Now I didn't know he's, he's picking the players and cutting players, by the way. I didn't know that was happening. But also, how do you expect me to get anything in return? If we're going to cancel who I can talk to, who I can't talk to, the Dolphins understand completely that I am shit out of luck here. So how does that work? So now Deshaun's people have come out and said, we are not going to say where or how or blah, blah, blah. Let the bidding war begin. I intend to veto a trade to too many. Like there's, so now they've had to come out and address that because I would assume that there is some conversation happening within the Houston Texans organization amongst people who, you know, know what's going on potentially or, you know, want the best for the organization, which I would assume there are many, right? If you have this much emotion, I would assume that there's a lot of people that want it to have success, but for some reason they feel like there's this one particular piece that's getting in the way of success. So at least there's emotion in that whole thing. I would assume there's conversation happening about, well, if we were to trade them, how the fuck are we going to trade them if everybody knows we're going to this mm-hmm. place? Mm-hmm. And then that's how this whole thing mm-hmm. has probably bubbled into what it is. If Interesting it, situation. If it is the Jets and Dolphins and they get either you know Tua or Donald in return, you still got to take a quarterback, right? Because you're not really sold on either of those guys. Well, especially if you're getting the number two or number three overall pick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, or, yeah mm-hmm. number two pick, right, is the Jets. Two right. free Jets, three free Dolphins, Dolphins yeah. from Houston. Then why even ask for a darn order two if you're just going to take one? Well, but that's an inch, that is a very interesting thing now there. That, that's why, like, for instance, if the Jets trade away Sam Darnold for Deshaun Watson, it's a swap. Then are you saying that, okay, Sam Darnold is our quarterback, or was Sam Darnold not that important in the trade process? Was that just something that was added into it that you were like, okay, that's like a bonus. All right, like we have Sam Darnold as our backup quarterback or older quarterback with a younger quarterback coming in, and our our organization's already on fire, so it's not like having that type of situation would fuck us over too much. But also, why even take him if you're not going to use him? Then that's where our third team gets involved, Mm -hmm. right? Because then you have to start thinking about, all right, I got this coming in, but how do I got this going out? How did Lombardi compare it to a line cook or whatever with three oh, different yeah. meals. Going. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm potentially getting Deshaun Watson. Oh, awesome. 
all right, I'm sending them this. How do I, now I got to move Sam to potentially get something back here so we can do the whole thing. There's a lot going on in a lot of places, especially if up to a third reach out about Stafford. That means you got what up to a third to have some sort of thing that they also want to move. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of shit popping off. Right? Yeah, if you're the Texans who have no draft picks and you get a bunch of draft picks for Watson, and then you also get to a or Darnold that you're just going to use to get more draft picks. Yeah, I mean that's the start of move them on draft night too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's something you could easily mm -hmm. not easily do, but it might be one. That's an NBA type trade. By yes. Way. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, don't move. We don't want you. <laughs> we are going to try to move you on draft night for more picks. That would be like, you know, this is the NFL kind of catching up to society of instant gratification. Yeah. In instant satisfaction. And we need to win right now. This is that The NBA has kind of been like that, I think, because it's more player-driven and players are kind of like that. Normally the old-school business people are, you know, steadfast on their whole thing. But it feels like the NFL now is in a much more, let's go get this thing now. And I think it's because social media has allowed the fan base to literally tell their exact thoughts to the owner of teams, right? And mm -hmm. before, you might have thought, the city hate me? And then somebody around you, no, 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 they love what you do for the city. And whenever you go to appearances, if you're an owner, they're like, thank you for what you do for our city and everything like that. Like, yeah, team isn't bad, but people seem to like me here. Now with social media, you can immediately see how pissed off people are. And by the way, those are the people you're going to see is the most pissed off people because the people that are okay with things, they're not really going to go on Twitter and tweet about it. Okay. They're just going to be, you know, kind of uh, come see, come saw, laissez faire about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but the people who hate you, you most and i think whenever owners see that it immediately makes them think oh we got to change this not everybody i'm not saying all owners but i think it has expedited the entire process uh during an appearance on nfl's pro bowl versus which by the way what are those are those shit talking situations think, is it similar to the like rap battle versus i thought oh so are they shit talking are they comparing highlights they, oh. they compare highlights and uh i guess you could say shit talking yeah Huh. Last time was a lot of respect I know between Ramsey and Hopkins. I know it's Deshaun Watson and uh, Vic, I believe, tonight. Well, here's this. During an appearance on NFL's Pro Bowl versus, Ramsey made it sound like Watson will be traded to the Rams. <laughs> of course, it's not actually a done deal. It's a fascinating It's fascinating to see how persistent he is in recruiting the Clemson product, though. Y'all know where he's going to be next year, Ramsey told Deion Sanders. Come on now. You see the basketball court. We ready to hoop, L.A. Amen. Okay, so... Les Need, who I guess has built a good football team in the past in L.A., but in doing so, just completely murdered his salary cap. Mm -hmm. But made it to a Super Bowl. Didn't win, made it to a Super Bowl, but absolutely dropped bombs on his salary cap for the future because he paid everybody. Yep, It worked for that one-year run. Mm-hmm. Now there's questions after making Goff the highest paid quarterback at one point. Is he the guy going forward? He was benched for Wolford. Yeah. Wolford. Don't let the wolf get loose. Everybody in the NFL saw that. Everybody in the NFL is looking at that. They're like, oh, you guys don't even like this guy. You're paying him this amount of money. So if they're going to try to move him, Les Snead's going to try to move Jared Goff. What do they think they're going to get in return for that? There's a lot of dead money, too, I think, with how big his contract is. Just like Carson Wentz's contract is big if they're going to move him. Now, Sirianni said, I like the roster. we got two good quarterbacks. He's like, <laughs> well, they're going to hate each other, I think. So good luck going in there, head coach. But that whole thing about, you know, I was on a run there, dude. Siri, and he fucking got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
fuck it. Goff's contract is yeah, actually. Oh, Goff. Yes, unbelievably than, impossible to trade. It's worse than it's. He's making basically the same as Deshaun the next couple years. So J. So Jalen, I love that Jalen Ramsey's yeah. like, hey, let's go. I'm sure, a lot of people are. And by the way, I'm a big fan of the way Jalen Ramsey has been as a Los Angeles Ram yeah. on the field, yeah. off the field, everything. He's he's been awesome out there, and I like that he's trying to recruit old Deshaun Watson out there. But the thing about it is, those contracts are going to be very difficult. Wow. It's going to be a tough move. <laughs> Goff is sitting there and he's watching his head coach, his GM, his his star corners. I'll be like, yeah, we don't want him here. And Baker Mayfield saw somebody tweet about it, and he's like, oh, these fans stink. It's like, what if your own locker room was like, come on, man. (laughs) We just paid this guy that can't really do much. I mean, he can throw the ball, but he can't really do much else. Not Deshaun Watson. (laughs) Deshaun Watson, by the way. They're running highlights of him. He is a guy that you will completely change a franchise when oh, he's yeah. in there. Yeah. Like the Giants, where Orlovsky said, go ahead and send five first-rounders down there, basically, is what he said for him. And the washer-dryer, the whole thing like that. If you look at the the Giants, I mean, Danny Dimes extended plays. Mm-hmm. But then it's like those magical plays that Deshaun makes that just don't make much sense. It's like a lot of people can think, like, oh, that play was lucky that he he – eluded 14 tacklers in one play somehow and still made it. It's like, well, when it happens on a regular basis, it's like probably not luck, might be the guy that's doing Mm -hmm. it. I think that's why everybody in fan bases are so intrigued about him going to wherever. Salary cap's going down. There's a lot that's going to come alongside that whole thing. I'm just not 100% sure how you end up moving Deshaun or Goff or Carson. It's going to be a lot. I mean, it's a lot if they're, they're trying to move them. Where do the Texans go from here? Because if there's this much stuff coming out about uh, Easterby, like there's no question that he's a scumbag, right? I mean, I, like the whole like the whole locker room knows what's going on with this guy if it's getting this public. Yeah, I would I would be very intrigued to see how Easterby is going to be able to maintain his, you know, like position in the building yeah. mm-hmm. with all these bombs being dropped on him at a very regular on a very regular basis deshaun watson posted on instagram from new york asked the kids at school who ambition all the missions oh. jalen ramsey said look like an <laughs> la man to be honest and then the real joe 24 who's that Find him up Good question. Jalen Ramsey's <laughs> commenting on Deshaun. Is this um, is this going to be seen as an interesting um, relationship between Jalen and Goff if it, this is not able to be traded? Mm-hmm. And does Jalen give a single damn at this point? Doesn't feel like Probably it. Not. Yeah. Jalen and that defense were awesome this year. Mm-hmm. I would assume they're like, hey, if we get somebody on the offensive side, we can go on a run. I do not want to say that. Uh, Jalen is not right in thinking this particular thing. Okay, I'm not, I'm not thinking that at all. But if it doesn't play out, how does that work out? That's awesome. I'm excited for Jalen and Goff to have to, you know, just stare each other down and practice for what the next five years they both just signed for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> unless the wolf gets the nod and Goff is or, or duck or duck or duck or duck. Or duck. Let's not. They just signed Duck, and then they automatically say, "What a week later, it's going to be open competition for the quarterback position." It's like, is that a coincidence or not? Whoa, they saw what he can do. Riddle me this. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. What if they just swap Goff and Deshaun? Goff, go ahead to Houston. This team don't like you. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Deshaun, you go to L.A. 
You don't like this team. Yeah. Seems like it's a win-win. Who says Who no? Who says no? I mean, Houston's probably going to ask for at least another or two first-rounders aside from just that, yeah. which is such that? a slap in the mouth for right Jared, by the way. If Goff's a man of the Lord, though, Easterby might just be fine with you know a clean Jared Goff. Go ahead, Diggs. The Rams do not have a first-round pick, I believe, because of Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, the Jacks. Jacks have their first round this year. So there's no way. <laughs> Because the Texans are going to be like, this is not a straight, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Listen, I understand we got a guy who doesn't know much about football or whatever, but knows a lot about the Lord calling some shots around here, all right? Mm-hmm. But we also know that, huh, ain't equal to, huh. So let's, huh. <laughs> what if they send him a 20-30 first rounder, 20-40 first rounder? Oh. Just start doing it. I just start. I, it's going to happen at some point, and I can't wait for it. In exchange for Deshaun Watson, the Los Angeles Rams are sending over Jared Goff and the 2029 first-round draft pick and 2034 first-round draft pick. Yeah, that's just on the scouting department then. They just got to start going to middle schools, you know, seeing who's the best 6th, 7th grader out there. Well, that's what I'm saying. your future. In 2034, that draft class is going to stink, dude. That's why trade that away. If you're the (laughs) Rams, go ahead and trade that away. Soft, Soft class. Soft class. That 2034 class? Actually, they might be. Yeah, on turn it around. Even, they might be the flip side. Turn it around. <laughs> yeah, they're on the Dogecoin right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're out here swinging for the fences as twelve-year-olds and thirteen-year-olds. There's teenagers literally trading for Dogecoin right mm-hmm. now, asking their parents <laughs> for money so they can get in on the Dogecoin game. They should. These young entrepreneurs are going to take over. But with that being said. I think the football class is going to be bad 2034. So. It's possible, but who knows? I mean, if they adopt that same hold-the-line philosophy yeah, as God. they do with the markets, I mean, you might have some God, great dude. offensive A lot of offensive linemen, linemen yeah. Warriors. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now at Move the Sticks, an NFL Network analyst currently at the Senior Bowl, which will air Saturday at 2.30, Daniel Jeremiah. Hey, How are you, bub? I'm doing good, man. That is a good tune. I, I was uh, as I was waiting to come on, it was kind of playing on a loop, and I was I found myself get into that a little bit, probably more than I should. The scene, the thing about Marty Vicks <laughs> is when his rhythm gets into your bones, you can't help it. You know, you really start going, even if you're in a hotel down in Mobile, Alabama. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what the. Uh, uh, the, the women that are working on the room next door are jamming to something. I don't know what it is, but they're, they're rocking today. All right, so you're uh, you're in Mobile right now for the Senior Bowl. Has there been protocols and COVID stuff, or how's that whole thing been handled down there? Leprechauns. Yeah, I just got down here last night. Um, they've been down here obviously all week long. So we called the practices from LA, or from actually from my house, uh, calling the practices, and then got down here. Um, and they've gone through testing and everything. I got this morning, I got up and uh, got in a van and went to what used to be a Pizza Hut, which has since been bought out by a COVID drive-through testing. Oh. So I was in the uh, no. I was in the car as they came and gave me a little COVID test outside what used to be a Pizza Hut. So that was my morning. <laughs> Man, imagine what that building used to create. <laughs> yeah. The happiness that used to come out of that building. Now safety, obviously, now, but... Just the smiles that used to walk in and out of that building. A little deep dish personal pan. Now I just get a little nasal swab. How about the breadsticks with the cheese? The Pizza Hut around me died too, Daniel. <laughs> the Pizza Hut, the Pizza Hut did not do well during the old quarantine there. It'll be back though. Just like GameStop. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. 
Daniel, we won't talk about GameStop with you, obviously. That's not what people want to hear. Down to the Senior Bowl, I got a chance to play in the Senior Bowl. Uh, in this year, I think even more so than years past because the way the Combine is. Is this year, you think, now granted you just got down there, but I assume you have friends down there. Has this been used as almost like a, a Combine situation here? A lot more meet and greets, a lot more handshakes because of the Combine and, and the way everything's shaping out in Indianapolis? Yeah, I, I uh, met with somebody this morning from one of the teams, and, and normally what happens at Senior Bowl is, you know, Pat, guys will come in here early in the week, you get some interviews, uh, the scouts will get some interviews, and usually they're out by, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Nobody stays, for, you know, hardly anybody stays for the game. Um, but usually it's just a couple days that everybody's down here, and they get what they can get, they save the rest for the combine, and off they go. Well, this team, so they, they, they got here um, Sunday, I believe, start interviewing guys on Monday, they're still here today, uh, staying all through the week. They've interviewed every single guy. In fact, they, they went through and interviewed every guy. Then they came up with a list of 10 to 15 guys they wanted to have a second interview with to get face-to-face with them. I mean, they have like a plexiglass uh, in front of them. But this is the only time, really, you're going to see these guys face-to-face to have that type of interaction. You're not going to be able to bring them into your building. Uh, the combine, obviously, is a no-go. It sounds like pro days, you're going to be able to get about three people per team at the pro days, but that's not going to be anything like it's been in the past. So, yeah, this year has been big uh, down here at the Senior Bowl. Are they talking on the phone through the window? Yeah, no, but I, I just want to know if you really like the guy, if you put your hand up to the glass <laughs> and you put their hand up next to the glass just to mm. let you know that there's a connection. It's good, yeah, Titanic. <laughs> um, the, the, this morning – one of the main tweets coming out of Senior Bowl. And we'll talk about Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, and everybody. And I assume they're all down there when they wouldn't normally be there for the whole thing because of what you just mentioned, right? Yeah. Get face-to-face face and, like, think about, you know, Devontae Smith with the Dolphins having the third pick. It's a great opportunity for him, you know, if, he's, if he you know, wants to have an opportunity of going there uh, to be able to spend that whole week with the Dolphins coaching staff was big for him. And you just kind of knock out all these these interviews. You know, Najee came down here, put the pads on, kind of went through the, the, uh, the warm-ups and some indie stuff, and then uh, that was it for him. But, again, you get to body type him, you get to see him, you get to you know be around him for a whole week, which is valuable. Um, Jack Easterby, I guess a couple either reporters or I don't – I would say reporters, I guess, that are down there. And I believe the way it was phrased in the tweet was – we're amongst a gaggle of agents in uh, somewhere at an event down there. And is Senior Bowl, is this a time where a lot of, you know, like uh, rumors and everything kind of get talked about? And is this, a, is this a game of telephone down there with everything? Because it seems like Easterby has become the star of conversation in all NFL circles at this point. Am I accurate in reading that or no? Yeah, I mean, look, just from talking to guys down here during the week, it's always when guys get together, that's when, you know, stuff starts, you know, rumors start flying. So, you know, I was having breakfast this morning and the topics of conversation were, you know, about some of these kids that are down here. But then it drifted right to, you know, who's going to get Stafford and, you know, does this whole Deshaun Watson thing culminate with the trade and where would that, you know, where would that be likely to go? And that's just the conversation that's taking place around here. I would say there's you know, there's some agents down here, not as many as there normally are. Um, it's normally like a feeding frenzy. And then every coach, every out-of-work coach is usually here uh, at the Senior Bowl trying to, you know, make connections and trying to lobby for, for some of these openings that remain. So 
Uh, it's not nearly as crowded. I can just, you know, look, the Chick-fil-A is normally, it's busting at the seams, Pat, but right now it's a little bit slow this morning. <laughs> well, hopefully that doesn't become a COVID testing site either. Jeez I mean, <laughs> Louise, what's going on down there in Mobile? Uh, yeah, I think they're going to be okay. I think Chick-fil-A is going to make it. Well, whenever they introduce the person standing outside during the drive-thru, that really changed everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, they expedited the process, and their spicy chicken's best one out. So, Do you, Are you a curbside, though? Are you an order on the app and just pick it up curbside, or are you still going to the drive-thru? No, no they're going to bring that to us. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get it delivered. <laughs> I'm going to get it delivered. That's what I do, Daniel. Um, Matthew Stafford and the Niners are allegedly uh, already in conversations. Uh, Victor Frank. Uh, Victor Frank NFL, yeah. Victor Frank NFL uh, tweeted this out. Blue check mark had NFL in his <laughs> name. So I thought maybe this guy has been around a little bit, Daniel. Yeah, you know what I mean? He said that the 49ers and the Lions have been talking trade through the night. Holmes wants it done quick. Any team, 49ers offered two second round picks and two third round picks, from what I know. From what you're hearing, uh, is there no first-rounders, you think, that are going to be needed for Stafford? And are these teams, now that we're at the Senior Bowl and you just talked about Miami Dolphins, everybody thinks like Deshaun Watson and Stafford, the people that are interested, are all the people, you know, Jets. Jacksonville even came up in conversation for Deshaun Watson because Urban did an interview with Dan Patrick today, actually, and said the one recruit that got away uh, was Deshaun Watson. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, in the middle of all this, saying that, too. What do you think it's going to take to kind of, from what you're hearing, what you could fathom? I I expected a first-rounder at least for Stafford. Now we're hearing two twos and a two threes. What do you think about for Deshaun Watson and for Stafford, and is he going to the Niners? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I thought for sure Stafford gets a one. But if you look at the numbers on the charts, I mean, if you get two twos and two threes, um, I mean, there's some people rather have that than have the, the one. Uh, so hmm. uh, the Niners is the name that you keep hearing. I thought from the beginning and everything I had heard from the beginning was, you know, the Colts. Yes! Uh, so that's what <laughs> I've still expected. When actually the first I heard that the Niners were in it, I thought, okay, this is, this is the Lions needing to get out the other suitor to try and get a little more from the Colts. That's where my mind went, but now it's not, shoot, from what you're saying, it sounds like they may be pretty far down the road there with the Niners. Um, but that's kind of where I expected Stafford to go. And then with Deshaun, um, I mean, three ones is kind of the beginning of the conversation. Um, you start with three ones and then probably some sugar, whether that's some other other players or picks or, or what have you. It's some kind of combination of that. Um, you know, some people have said it would take four. But to me, you look at where you are in the draft. If you look at the Jets – where you are at two, and you look at, at number three with Miami, they've got a chance to get the quarterback right there. So that pick is going to be worth a heck of a lot more than somebody that might offer you four ones, but they're picking in the teens or the 20s. So um, that, to me, would make sense. I still think Miami um, would be, if I was going to guess, if this does happen, that would probably still be my guess of, of the team that would get it done. Okay, uh, and would they send Tua back as some of that sugar, you think? Yeah, that depends on if they if he's you know somebody that they really really want. I know it's been out there. People say, "Oh, the Patriots like Tua," but that doesn't mean that Nick Serio liked him. I mean, you don't know what his individual opinion was on it. So, um, I think that's TBD. Uh, to me, I would rather probably if I'm picking two or three, I think I'd want to start with my fresh guy, get my guy, and off I go. Cesario. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Disappointed, boys. Come on, that's TV. TV. That's TV. That's TV. Yeah. Casario, I thought it was. 
I, you know what? I've I've known oh. Nick for a long time, and I've called him Nick Cesario my whole for twenty years. Um, just being around him at different settings, and then this all happened, and I've heard Cesario, and I'm like, I might be the worst person ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, for knowing him for twenty years, do you think he had any idea what he was signing up for when he got dropped in the middle of this Houston mess? I don't know him that well. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't think, man. It's just. Toxic, I guess. That is that the best word to it's, use there? It's just it's not good, man. It's it seems like it's it. not good. And I was around David Kelly with the Eagles when I was with him. He's just a he's like one of the nicest dudes ever, and you're excited for him to get an opportunity. But dang, man, that's <laughs> have they had their press conference yet today? By the way, well, and then allegedly the owner's not going to be there with. Yeah. It. I mean, there is. I mean, it's just compounding into worse and worse and worse. At some point, they're going to have to put the hold on it. Just like, hey, make sure if we're on the internet right now, hold the Uh, All right, let's talk about the quarterbacks that could potentially come out. I guess that is the big part of scouting. That's draft conversation is strictly the quarterback, even though there's, you know, a lot of picks in the draft. Uh, This one, it seems now if you go with the success of the wide receivers from the last rookie class, you can expect that there's probably going to be successful wide receivers this year with the way the offense has kind of moved. But the quarterback conversation is one that has been very interesting, right? Trevor Lawrence, obviously, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Is there anybody else? And how is is Trevor Lawrence way up here and everybody else kind of falling in place? And who is kind of you you think kind of become the leader in the conversation, at least the bullshit conversation that you're potentially hearing right now down at the senior bowl? Yeah, I mean look, there's gonna be four, I think, end up going in the top ten, Pat. For sure in the top fifteen, you're gonna see four of these guys go. Um, Trevor is, is if you talk to just about everybody. Oh, is that Trevor? Oh. Was that Tre- who was that? Was that maybe no, no, no. was that no, Casario? No, no. That, that was our researcher who's supposed to be bringing over my board. Uh, so <laughs> uh, he's he's the best. Uh, shout that. out to Chris. Uh, the uh, look to shout me, out. Trevor's the number one guy. You talk to everybody in the league. You're gonna. I've yet to talk to one person who doesn't view him as the best of this bunch. So he's number one, and then you start getting variants right after number one. I I think Zach Wilson. If you just Go off what you saw this year. I thought he was kind of clearly defined as the number two guy with how Ooh. he played. And I know people will bang on BYU's schedule and this, that, and the other. Dude, the throws he's making, I don't care who you're playing with or against, like those are legit NFL throws. Um, so he's number two for me. And then then you get into the discussion of Fields and Lance. Lance, we only got to see one game this year out of North Dakota State. Uh, but he's, I mean, he's built like a tank. He can. He's an outstanding decision maker. He can make every throw. He's he's going to need time. He's only started 17 games in college there at North Dakota State. But I think Fields is going to need a little time as well. Fields has just got to pick up the, you know, it's the clock has got to speed up for him a little bit. And uh, that's just being a little bit more urgent with what he does. But he's got all the ability too. So those two guys, I think, are big upside plays. Um, I think for me, Wilson's in that number two spot. But you'll get some different answers from different people around the league. Mac Jones, what, third, fourth rounder? Whoa. Well, Mac Jones, to me, is the fifth. He's, like, outside that. I, I can't see him going in the top 15. I know that's been discussed, but normally you take a quarterback in the top 15, he's got to have kind of one special attribute, and I don't think he does. I think he's just kind of a, a steady, eddy, solid player who who's kind of a tweener, late one, early two type guy. I don't think Mac Jones just deserved what you just said. Wow. <laughs> 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 you have time. Daniel, you just mentioned Trey Lance. Uh, do you think any teams are kind of worried about him seeing what's going on with Carson Wentz in Philadelphia? I mean, obviously they're two different guys, but 
No, I don't think so. I think that you take the good things you got excited about Carson, which was the offense he came out of, which was going to help him be ready to play early, which Carson did and, and did pretty well. Um, he did. You know, the thing, all the, all the yeah. dynamics with Carson have just changed over, you know, really over the last year. And I think that's – they're different people in terms of how they're how they're handling – you would handle different situations. So I don't think that uh, that will stick to him at all. Um, and I think, look, the, the opinion of Carson Wentz and a lot of the media – is totally different than when you talk to people in the league. I, I've talked to several general managers like you think they would really trade him. You know, we would, you know, we would be in on that. No, like, I, I, I swear to you, I don't think he's getting traded, guys. There, they, it is a rehabilitation thing. It is not a uh, move well, on thing. Nick Cesariani said <laughs> that um, he likes his roster. You know, <laughs> give me these two quarterbacks that allegedly hate each other <laughs> from last year, and let's. Let's go to battle out here, dude. Let's do that thing. What do you got, Connor? Yeah, Dan, aside from the quarterbacks, is there one position group that's just loaded with dudes? Yeah, receivers again. I mean, it. look, every high school in the country that are playing football has got four and five wide receivers on the field. You see it in college, and now it's just trickled all the way up to the NFL, where I think every year we're going to have uh, just a boatload of, of good wide receivers. So we've got another year of those this year. Uh, I think offensive tackle – there's not like a you know there's not a Jonathan Ogden or a Joe Thomas you know type guy in this draft, but there's a ton of depth. So I think you're going to yeah. be able to see you know you'll see a bunch of tackles going round one. And I think you'll see a bunch more there in round two. So those are two pretty deep positions. Um, uh, defensive line wise, there's some depth, but again, no star power. Joe Thomas said it's time for Andrew Luck to come out of retirement and come back to the Colts. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> have you talked to Andrew at all, by the way? How's he doing? No, I have no idea. I've heard it's good. I don't know if he talks to – I don't. Hasselbeck told me, oh, oh is that him? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that, that Luck? That was the travel department. We're trying to get a flight change on the way home. <laughs> oh. He's great, too. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. <laughs> Shout out. Let's make sure it's safe, though, okay? Let's have proper social mm-hmm. distancing mm-hmm. on the plane. And even though we're all breathing the same air, that's getting filtered up there. Stay out of my space. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the first time I've flown in a while coming out here. So I literally, uh, I'm getting ready to get on the plane. So this guy is kind of disheveled, uh, hairy, a little, a little overweight. He drops his coffee, kind of a mess, right? Spills coffee all over the concourse. I'm like, hey, this guy doesn't really have his stuff together. But, uh, and I've been fortunate that I've got a nice seat up front. So I'm, ex- I'm 2B. Ooh. I'm in 2B. Oh, oh, oh. So they go, board. let's go group one. And so I see this guy, and I'm just like, what are the odds? you know? So he goes through, first one through. All right, sir, uh, you're in 2A. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. 2A. So I got to wait. I'm not getting on now. I'm going to let the whole plane get on. Bingo. So then I get on. He's I'm the aisle. I'm the aisle. He's sitting in my seat with his dog, which I didn't even realize the first time I saw him, and his little dog carrier sitting in the other seat. And I'm like, sir, uh, that that's my seat right here. He goes, no, it's not my seat. And then the flight attendant's like, sir, it's not your seat. You, you scoot over. So he gets up, right? I, my wife's armed me with so many wipes, like I could wipe down the whole plane. I <laughs> so I, he gets up. He's already apparently consumed the whole meal because there's crumbs all over the <laughs> So I've got my wife's. I'm just like doing surgery on this thing. He's got his his his. Uh, his overnight, or what do you call it? The little, I call it the makeup bag, right? Travel bag, kit. yeah. He's got the shaving kit tucked in the seat in front of him. I'm like, sir, can you can you get that thing? So he gets that thing out. So that's how it starts. <laughs> then I pull out my iPad to start watching senior bowl practice because I, I missed, you know, I want to watch the day. He, and I got my headphones on. 
headphones on or universal airplane language for we're we're good. We're not we're not doing anything here. Yep. Nope. Tap 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 tap. What are you watching? Are you a, are you a player? No, no, sir. So it's fifty questions. So then I just that goes in the bag. I'm gonna fake sleep for the rest of the flight. Head back. Nudges me. Nudges me. Got to go to the bathroom. Fifteen minutes later. <laughs> so then I go back. He gets back in. Sits back down. I go back. Fake sleep again. Ten minutes later. Nudges me. He goes. You can't hear my dog, can you? I go, sir, I have headphones on. I, I can't hear anything. He goes, well, he's a quiet dog. He's a good dog. He's a rescue dog. And then he proceeded to tell me the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my flight. Hey, I'm happy that guy chose to adopt and not shop, but it feels like every other decision this human has made is probably a bad one. Oh, man, a nightmare travel story. <laughs> Always scratches me where I am. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I had a guy, I had a guy cutting his fucking toenails in the seat. Oh. <laughs> cutting his toenails. Like, yo, you're doing oh. this on purpose. Like, that guy did that all to you on purpose, I assume. Like, it feels like that some people take it as an opportunity. You'd be like, all right, how do we make everybody's life as terrible almost, as possible? I almost thought of a selfish move, which would have been disguised as a selfless move of getting my bags, going to the back, and going to someone and say, hey, it's your lucky day. Do we have any nurses? (laughs) Frontline workers. (laughs) I would like to say thank you. Uh, Daniel, thank you for your time, man. You're the best. Good luck on Saturday, 2.30 on NFL Network. Uh, We appreciate the hell out of you. I appreciate you, bud. Good to catch up. Hey, Daniel Jeremiah. Most guys have tried a lot of different ways to, you know, try to last a little bit longer yeah. when making love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about your baseball team. That's a boring sport. That'll turn me off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Should. Maybe you start listing off cities and states. Maybe you start doing the alphabet backwards. Whatever you end up doing, you need to not do it anymore. Knock it off. None of it's going to work. Uh-uh. Okay? You're, before the time you get to the, the shortstop, it's already happened. All right. That's right. What you need is a real tag team partner whenever you're going in there. And our friends at Roman created just that with Roman Swipes. Roman Swipes are a swipe that comes in a discreet unmarked package uh, that shows up at your door. Then it's in a tiny little packet that you put in your pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Then right before it's time to make some love, right before it is time to go ahead and try to procreate, Mm -hmm. maybe. Whenever it's time to go and put on a show, uh, you go ahead and... Go ahead and rub the swipe on. Uh, it'll it'll dry. It'll not transfer to your partner at all. Nope. And then you just have time of your life. Yeah. GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. Jesus. That's GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. No mm-hmm. spaces. Uh, and you can get your first month of swipes for just $5 when you choose a monthly plan. All right. Shout out to Roman. Shout out to you. Shout out to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. Joining us now, <laughs> college football national champion and Super Bowl champion, A.J. Hawk. A.J., before we oh, no. have Antoine Bethay join us, that shirt. Oh, no. Oh, no. Good God. Well, you're not what are you doing? About the shirt you're wearing. Oh, no. oh, boy, A.J. Uh, is that where Dogecoin's heading right up there? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, all right. Uh, AJ, great to have you here. Before we get Antoine Bethay, can you clear up any rumors about a TikTok that uh, was released onto the internet yesterday where friend of the show, Aaron Rodgers, was sitting in the back of a pickup truck and he lifted up a Miller Lite case of, uh, it appeared to be Aaron Rodgers in the back holding up a Miller Lite case. It was a GMC. Uh, I apologize for not knowing exact uh, uh, Amber Danette. Uh, put that on her TikTok. What do you think that was, Aaron? And how would you explain that situation? The guy's a big Scotch drinker, from what I've been mm-hmm. told. I didn't know he's drinking Miller Lite in the back of tailgates. I absolutely think that was him. And I, you texted me that pic, that video. I, I instantly said, "Yeah, he's riding back to Lambeau from practice. That's a little drive you have to make in your pad." So he just hopped in the back of somebody's truck, obviously. And I guess they had a case of Miller Lite. So why not flash it to the people filming you? Yeah, let's go ahead and assume that's an offensive lineman's truck, especially with the Miller Lite in the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that thing's waiting for practice to end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here we are. Uh, but we've talked about that at length this year, about how you guys drive from your locker room in full pads in your own cars to practice and back every single day. And it never gets talked about. There's never really been any massive accident somehow, especially in Green Bay. It gets cold as shit. Those roads, cleats, and everything that could potentially happen. It's impressive. And now I'm happy I got a chance to see that in real life. Uh, joining us now is a man who played in the NFL for a long, long, long-ass time. Pro bowler, uh, former teammate of mine, well-respected by everybody, host of the Man to Man podcast, Antoine Bethay. Yeah! Hell yeah! What's going on, man? What's going on? How y'all doing? Hey, did have you heard this about Green Bay Packers? So they have to get in their cars after they put on their pads and drive like a few blocks to where they practice. And then after practice, they hop back in their car and drive back. Did you know that? And have you experienced anything like that anywhere you've been? I've never heard of that. And I've never experienced anything like that. <laughs> um, that that's crazy. I think so, too. Nobody's crashed either, allegedly. There's never been any big accidents, allegedly. There's people jumping in the back of... I mean, the MVP of the league yeah. is in the back of a pickup truck just driving around Green Bay. I mean, this is this is an awesome thing. Uh, alongside the bikes that happen, I mean, that's connected anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild, huh? I love it. I love it, though. Shit. Even, gotta get it done somehow, some way, baby. <laughs> Antoine, you've won a Super Bowl, and uh, you and I were part of a team that lost the Super Bowl, obviously. Super Bowl week, what is your, whenever you think about whenever you played in them, uh, what is your big thought of the week that is the Super Bowl week and the mindset of a guy? And now granted this year a little bit different, but you have two weeks to, to prepare for a quarterback. You have two weeks to kind of control the emotions. What are your thoughts, you think, as you lead into the Super Bowl? You played in a couple of times. Man, sometimes that can, um, that can hurt you. You know, obviously, you know, you're having two weeks to prepare for somebody, um, you know, as 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 a player asking coaches like what do you think we're gonna do you know now coaches are they in the in the dirt just trying to draw stuff up whereas a lot of times i i used to like to play in the, the week just because okay we just gonna do what we normally do or what what guys are familiar with so having two weeks man sometimes you know guys coaches gonna try to draw some things up in the dirt um that really doesn't make sense so uh, that that long time, that long time off. Sometimes it can hurt you, but as far as you know, preparing for the Super Bowl, comparing the first one to the second one, the first one as a young rook, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I was just going out there, just having a good time. Um, luckily for us, you know, both of them were in Miami, so that was that was cool. Hey, it was um, it was pretty cool. But um, but, the, but the second time, it was all about you know, um, obviously media day was crazy. 
But once after media day, man, it's all about, you know, we're going to go ahead, we're going to get our work done, and uh, try to get that W. Hey, Antoine, I'm just curious. How would you, if you had to draw up something just to say, hey, we're going to take away Tyreek Hill, like, how do you cover this dude? Man, you know, you got you got four eyes on him at all times. You know, wherever he's at, you know, the first time they played um, <clears throat> Tampa Bay, he, he killed them. You know what I mean? And they were trying to cover him one-on-one. You can't do that with him. Um, obviously, they line him up all over all over the place. So, for me, um, I'm going to have a, a corner um, and a safety over him at all times. You know, Kelsey, he's going to get his, but um, you can't let both of those guys just run wild all day. You played with Tyron Matthew, right? Yeah, I did. What – because whenever he arrived in Kansas City, it changed everything for that Kansas City defense. It, it literally kind of pieced their team together that could go on a run here for the next 10 years or so with the way they've set up their contracts. But yeah. what is it about him that makes him such a dynamic player as playing alongside him? Man, so for me, um, just just first of all, just see how he goes about his business day in and day out. Um, the energy that he brings, um, obviously the knowledge of the game. But then he's just a true and natural leader. You know, um, doesn't have to say a lot, but the way he goes about his work, man, it's 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 unbelievable. And the way he plays on the field, uh, you don't you really don't get those type of players all the time. Um, a guy who can play in the post, a guy who can play in the box, a guy who can blitz, um, a guy who can cover. You know, so you really don't get that in the in 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 DBs really. So um, he's just a special player. Whenever you. Whenever you think about Tom Brady as a quarterback, obviously the first conversation is uh, greatest of all time. He has six rings. It's impossible to do. He's playing in his 10th Super Bowl in a league that revolves around having a good quarterback. He's been there more than others. But all of his teams have made big plays in the run to every Super Bowl, I think. So that's like kind of something that everybody talks about. But what is it about it? it what, you played against him a bunch, obviously. Uh, yeah. Is it just like he's so competitive? Does he do things that other people don't? Like, what is it about Tom Brady, you think? I think it's, like you say, it's the competitiveness, man. Um, I think having a guy like that on your team, um, he, obviously, he, he's one of the greatest, right? So I think for, for example, when we was playing with Peyton, you knew that every day he came in, he was going to be prepared. So as a teammate, you know, you don't want to come in and be like, you know, I'm the reason why. So I think when he's on those teams, even when he went to Tampa, like it just gives a little – it does something to the locker room. It does something to the, to the team. It does something to the, even the coaches because, you know, he's going to hold everybody accountable. So it's just uh, the competitive that he has. And, you know, you can't even say he's the, the most gifted right now because obviously you got Patrick Mahomes, you got – Aaron Rodgers, but um, he has that it, and a lot of people don't have that. Hey, are you have any good stories about Peyton being at practice? Like I, I know he he's hard. He could be hard on receivers and different things. Patton has told stories how he holds guys accountable. Is there any like I can imagine coaches would be scared of him too? Like how do they react? Man, um, yeah. So it was a um, it was a time. It was one of the coaches. <laughs> I'm not gonna say his name. And it was a practice where we had um, some of the, um, I guess, you know, the donors or whatever the case may be, um, <laughs> sponsors, sponsors, I say sponsors, yeah. came out to practice or whatever. And, you know, they were <clears throat> lined up around the field. And one of the coaches did something. I think he told the, one, of the, the, one of the players something wrong and Peyton didn't like that. 
And I've never seen another man talk to another man like that. <laughs> And I'm sitting back there was like, yo, but what I respected, though, the coach went back at him. You know what I'm saying? The coach went back at him. But I was just like, I'm like, wow, like, yo, Peyton got in him. He has it in him. (laughs) Hey, he I tried to talk about this. And I think Jets fans realize this as well. And now there's reports that Peyton taught Gase the offense in Denver. Anybody that was ever a teammate with Peyton knew that that was what was going to happen whenever he went to Denver. Like, hey, this guy. This guy's going to be running the the offense, the whole thing if he really wants to, but he'll run the offensive side for sure. And that was what, that is why, by the way, there was a 13-second conversation for him to get in the Hall of Famer. And I was like, well, that guy was basically uh coordinator and everything else while being there as well. He's going in there. He was really like that, though. It was it was impressive to watch him be able to, I mean, because there was a lot of success. I mean, I, I caught the very tail end of it, but that run you guys had, that whole decade was just incredible. Nah, it was something different. But even before I got there, because you got to think about, you know, Ezra James was there before I got there. So they he he they had some runs, man. They had some runs. They should I think they should have won the the Super Bowl um, the year prior to me getting there. But um, it was it was amazing to me to be able to see that between him, you know, Maul, Reggie, Dallas, Stokely, and then you know you had Austin Collie, and just the way it was all about perfection. If it wasn't perfect even on Wednesdays or Thursdays, like, it was a problem. And I really didn't see that and realize how special it was. So I went to other places on Fridays. It's like five to six drop balls. I'm just like, man, it's, it's, <laughs> y'all, wouldn't, y'all wouldn't have made it. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's rough, man. But like you said, man, it, 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 was, it's, it was special. And I don't know why they even had a 13-second conversation on on 18 that should have been that's, no brand that's what i said too i said th- i thought 13 seconds was a bit too long like what are we yeah, even yeah. fucking peyton manning no, that was, yes. <laughs> was that one second okay got it hey do you think their quarterbacks to be like an elite nfl quarterback do they have to have that like have that dog in them that be, they're not scared to go after anybody and hold everybody accountable hey we're talking we're talking like elite elite right aj like the best of the best yeah like like the tom brady peyton manning aaron Rodgers, those guys do you have to have a certain type of personality you think yeah, and and that's that's and it's funny that you ask me that because I tell people this all the time. I said like if they be like, oh, LeBron is cocky, it was an a hole. So I'm like, you tell me one successful person and not successful. I'm talking about ultimately successful in whatever crap or field they're in, and tell me they're not a a hole or cocky in some <laughs> form or fashion. Yeah, like you name you name me one like Tiger, um, Serena Williams, um. A-Rock, like, you know what I'm saying? You, you have to have that. You have to be an a-hole. Like, you've seen in the last dance with Michael Jordan. Like, people probably didn't like him, but you had to love him for what he brought to that game or what he brought to the brought onto the court. So you do have to have that that it. And by the way, that was a large part of, like, Peyton, uh, Peyton holding people accountable was a massive – because you automatically felt it. Like, I was a punter, and it was like, all right. Like, he's kicking guys off the field for going for one-handed catches, all right, mm-hmm. not going, like, for two-handed – like, I assume if I don't do something well here, I, he's going to have something to say. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I would assume he's going to have something to say as well. And it's funny, though, because people talk about accountability, but people really don't know what accountability is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, somebody be like, yo, I want you to hold me accountable. All right, well, I'm gonna hold you accountable. If I hold you accountable. I don't want to hear no shit. Like, <laughs> hey, too accountable, too accountable. Too accountable, right? So yeah, accountability, man. That's you know, if you have that, man, you you 
I'm not going to say you're halfway there, but you're close. Antoine, do you, are you watching what's going on with Deshaun Watson and what has just recently happened within the last hour? General Manager Nick Cesario, Cesario he came out in a uh, press conference to announce David Coley as the head coach, and he led off and he said, we have no interest in trading the player, and uh, we have all this intent or whatever. Have you been watching this whole thing unfold? It's a brand new – this is a much different NFL now, by the way. Stafford, Stafford's moving – Deshaun wants out. Carson's potentially moving. Jalen's potentially moving. I mean, there is just a lot of shit popping off. Nah, it's a lot, man. Um, and I love it. I love it. Just, just the fact that, you know, Deshaun Watson, you know, he had the no trade clause in his contract. Um, you can't trade me unless I agree to it. Um, he doesn't like, you know, where the, where, the, where the organization is going. So, yeah, I want out. You know what I mean? So, obviously, as a GM, um, first – First year being a gym mother Houston, I would say the same thing. I'm not trading this guy. Like, you know, he's one of the best, best, um, best in the business. But um, it, it's it's gonna get ugly before it get prettier, man. But I honestly think uh, Deshaun Watson is out of there. Twenty one million bucks it would cost. I'll be excited to see how that thing plays out. Somebody will pay it, huh? Somebody will pay it. <laughs> Then we're doing the thing again next. Like if Deshaun, if he holds out or whatever and doesn't go, that's how much it'll cost. And then it's going to happen again next year. If if they want to be completely – now, granted, I'm not saying that Nick Casario – Cesario. I wish somebody would figure out yeah, which one it is. I don't know if it's Casario or Cesario. It's an interesting – because he's Italian. It's a C, mm-hmm. but is it a saw? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't really know. So I don't know if he's doing this right now because he doesn't know the severity of it or if Deshaun will keep pushing – but it feels like they could potentially be a real like nightmare about this entire situation, you know? It's going it's going to be ugly, man. It's going to be just this is the business part of it. So, you know, we hey. all know it can get ugly at times. Hey, you were a part of some bullshit. We should have never let you leave. I, I can't believe that happened. That was a bummer. I, I tell the boys, I go, oh, yeah. one of the big moves, one of the first big moves was like, all right, let's get Antoine Bethea out of here. Everybody seems to like him. He plays hard, and uh, <laughs> he's good. Let's get him the hell out of here. Okay, He seems to be like the leader of the locker room. Get him out, please. All right, now let's bring somebody else in. And then you went on to just have massive success afterwards, just like what happened in a much less media. Peyton got cut. See you later. Get the hell out of here. He goes and wins the Super Bowl players and Andrew Luck sitting there that was an interesting did you because you were with the Colts all the way up until then playing great football just hitting like your best football I think a lot of people would say did you know going into that situation like oh it's business this is how it goes or was there a little bit like I can't believe this just happened man it was it was a bunch of feelings right so honestly I knew I knew that was gonna happen I knew I was I was not coming back right um they, they brought Vontae in Right, they like they love Vontae. Um, and then they brought Laron in, and me going into that AVM, I'm like, you know, there's no way that they'll have three guys in the secondary getting big money. Got it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I knew that part. So, but a part of me was like, well, maybe they can find a way, you know what I'm saying? But, um, it was a part of me was like, okay, I'll, I'll probably be gone. Um, I just wish it would have been done a little different, you know. Um, I've actually spoken to, um, to uh, Grigson, you know what I mean. So, like I told him, right, it's no, no, um, no animosity. I'm not ill. You know what I mean. It what was done was what was, was done. So, uh, it's, it's just part of the business. Hey, why do you think Grigson came in and tried to change everything? Pat talks about how they're taking murals down of, of all the success that you have had. Like when you're coming to a program that is a franchise that has had success, 
and everyone has known him. Like, why would you want to switch everything around? I think um, it's just a, it's natural as as human beings like you want to put your your stamp on it. Um, obviously, like you say, it's a lot of history, but I just think you want to kind of put your stamp on it. Um, that first year, you know, um, got executive of the year, and he did some, you know, you know some, you know, some some good things. You know, brought Andrew in. Um, like you say, we we had a core a core there already. You know what I mean? He really didn't have to do too much; just put a pieces here and there. But I think just think it's human nature. You just kind of want to put your own touch to it. It was so interesting that change. It was just night and day. It was two different, completely way of operating buildings. And granted, both had success. You know, got a chance to make the AFC Championship game and yeah. deep in the playoffs a couple times. There's different ways to do things. Um, AB, who wins the Super Bowl? Man. Hey, oh, come on. Three oh, and a half is the spread right now. I think, too. Three and a, where are we betting? Three and a half. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Who are we picking? If I had to pick today, and I hate to say it, mm-hmm. I would go with Kansas City. Hell yeah. To cover, too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so they're going to win by a lot. You're just like, it's going to be a blowout. Nah, nah, I don't think they're going to win by uh, a lot. Uh, 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 uh. I don't think they're going to win by a lot. But if I, if I had to pick today, I would go with Kansas City. For one, I had picked them years or weeks back. I had picked them to win. But it's it's tough to go against uh, Brady, man. And then, you know, you got B.A., you got Goody over there. Clyde. You got, you know, you got my guys over there. So I, I want to – it's tough, man. But I'll go with KC. B.A. was awesome. I mean, he was absolutely awesome. I, I assume you enjoyed every single day going to practice to get to talk shit with him. Uh, Man, they, awesome. Good times. Hey, B.A., hilarious coach, right? I mean, I don't think – this year, not as much. He's Every time he gets quoted, it's for something serious about Tom Brady. And then whenever he did TV, he couldn't really be himself because the reason why B.A. is so entertaining is – for the exact reasons why I would assume CBS wouldn't let him be himself. So it was like a very interesting thing there. And him shit-talking with the defense during practice was one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Hey, that, and that was the only the only time that happened. Like, he was the only coach, and he talked shit. Like, it wasn't like, like you would think. Like, he was the only coach ever in my 14-year career that I really had to, like, you know, the day before, night before, I'm like, I know B.A. going to come with the shit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but it, it, it was fun. It was fun. And I, I, I'll never forget. I'll never forget he came out and he would have like the, he came out with um, a black long sleeve shirt, the black socks, some black shoes. And we're like, man, what the hell? You got all this black on for? Oh, it's about to be a funeral out here. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was, it was always good time. Always, I, I enjoyed him so much because it felt like he was a player. You know, he For felt sure. it felt like he wanted to win just as bad and in the same exact way as the players did. And it's not always like I think that's why I enjoyed. You know, because you kind of saw. Like, he had emotion, obviously. You saw that whole thing. And there was, obviously, he's calling the offense. He's the head coach. I'm the punter. There's some moments where I'm standing next to the offense coordinator to see if you're going to go for it or not here and make the decision. He's the head coach as well. And I got a chance to, like, kind of see him, like, kind of factor in whether or not they're going to go for it or not. In my favorite BA moment, it was like a fourth and maybe a half yard. Maybe. But we're on our own, like, 20, uh, probably 34 at that point because of touchback or whatever. We're on our yeah. own 34. 
first quarter. It was very early, I think, maybe second quarter. And it's like fourth and a half a yard, you know, and I'm standing there and uh, I hear him talking and you hear him going half a fucking yard. You hear him, you hear him saying, I go, and I like, I just felt like I threw a little gas on the fire. I go, you can get a half a yard. Fuck yeah, we can get a half a yard. <laughs> it was like an entire, like watching his demeanor is just awesome. I hope they get one down there. He, no. That that whole crew would deserve it for sure. Why aren't you skiing with Darius, huh? Why aren't you up in the mountains? Man, I, I told Darius about my last ski trip. I, it'll probably be a long time before I go back out there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not for me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> not Dar for me, buddy. I was texting with Darius. It seemed like he loved it, though. He was loving yeah. it out there. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. He did. No. Um, Nah, not me. But. <laughs> <laughs> Too cold? You hurt yourself? What happened out there? Yeah, it wasn't even that. And and maybe, and like I was telling him, maybe it, it was my instructor, man. You know, when I first got there, he was not interested in teaching us how to ski at all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was rough. I'm like, bro, like you chose to be here. Like I didn't, we didn't make you choose this job. And day one was rough for me. Um, and the morning of day two was rougher. So, you know, the rest of the trip, I was just at the, uh, at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> at the bar. I've been told from my skiing friends that it's called après ski, oh. which is the after ski. I guess it's a great party. I guess it's a really good time up in those mountains. A great time. I had a great time. You know, minus the ski park, but I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Host of the Man to Man podcast. NFL legend, Antoine Bethea. Hell yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, Ariel Hawani. Yeah! Oh, yeah. oh, here he is. Nice. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? What's going on, man? Patrick, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm not shabby. Thank you for joining uh, us today. I know you are a very busy man. Uh, thanks for fitting us in your schedule there. Well, it's always an honor. I like these uh, Friday afternoon chats that we've had over the past uh, few weeks. I, I, I've actually, um, I've actually been in talks to sell the spot. It's going to be called uh, Shabbos with Helwani. Uh, you know, before Shabbat dinner, you and I we talk about the week that was. I, I personally think that it will be a great segment. And honestly, no, no shtick this time. You know, no fireworks. I'm sorry if I'm going to disappoint you and, oh, and your fans. I actually, ha I have to apologize. This is Shabbos with uh, Helwani. What, what's going on here? I thought. By the way, I've been told Shabbat Shalom. Great time. Mm -hmm. Great yes. time. Oh, Family yeah. yes. time. It's like Thanksgiving every weekend. Yeah. I've been told people go like I. I have a Michael Klein, one of my agents. He. He goes back to being Amish for 24 hours yeah. because of Shabbat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sundown mm -hmm. to sundown. Friday to say, can't talk to him, not on his phone. He's an agent. It's awesome. It's been very interesting. But Shabbos with Helwani is no fireworks, nothing good. You're just going to be ESPN Helwani? No, no. Let me let me explain. I need to apologize to you and the team. Here's the thing. Uh, an hour or so ago, just an hour or so ago, oh boy. I'm scrolling through Twitter. Here we go. And I stumble upon uh, this article on the ringer about how you and Aaron Rodgers have this great thing. Aaron Rodgers, I guess some famous football player, you guys have this great thing each and every week and you've reinvented the, the quarterback interview and all this stuff. No big deal. And then, much to my dis I was like, wait a second. Brian Curtis? This guy wrote me an email like a month and a half ago, ago about me and my appearances on this show 
And I thought he was just like some fan telling me he was happy with the show. You know, he liked my appearances. I had no idea like this show was a thing. Oh. So I need to apologize oh. to not only you, but to AJ. And then I Googled you yeah. and I found out you played in the NFL yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea. I yeah. thought I was actually doing charity work. Make a wish. Make a wish. Honestly, I need to be I need to be serious. I need to be professional. Like no more masks, oh, no more rants, man. no more promos. I apologize. I had no idea this was a thing. I wish I replied to Brian. You know, the, the article would have been about me and my appearances on your show. So I apologize. Congrats to you on all your success post playing. And if a- AJ, if you're there, my friend, I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I, I just thought that you were like some MMA fan podcast guy. You had me on your show back in the day. You know, oh, no man. hard feelings, my brother. Okay, I just want to say when. That. When was this decided that this was going to be the area that was coming on today? When was this decided? Was it? Uh, I saw the article. Oh, the, the article. article. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, wait a second, let me Google this guy, and I see this hair, and I'm like, wait, that's Patrick. That's yeah. my guy who I talk, uh, you know, every Friday on his Rinky Dink show. And yeah. Over yeah. And like, I mean, just look at the numbers ever since I joined the show. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. You know, you talk about the Helwani touch. You know, you talk about, you know, giving people the rub, putting people over, as they say in the business. Yeah. And, and, I, and I feel happy that I was able to do that too. I just wish I would have replied to Brian Curtis because, you know, it seems like he's a great writer. Yeah. A ringer, you know, Bill Simmons. Hey, just make sure you don't have the sleep timer on, okay? <laughs> Behind you, I would like to see me this entire time. That's the best-looking thing on your whole goddamn screen, okay? Was, can we talk about the hair? I mean, yeah. what was going on there, and why did you cut it? Well, I cut it because it's miserable. I don't know how people have long hair. I'd wake up, that thing would be in 40 knots. I'd yeah. be sweating. It would be so hot. Then you have to, I grew it. I started growing it out. I had long hair numerous different times. I started growing it out. Then when I got in trouble uh, for an alleged event that happened here in Indianapolis, I'm sure it popped up in your little Google search. No, because there was another, there was another photo you could have chose <laughs> that was during that one. But uh, whenever I got my mugshot, the hair was uh, kind of like, what's that dude's name? Uh, Gary. You uh, see? Uh, Nick uh, Nolte. It was like Nick uh, Nolte's Nick hair. Nolte. So I had a bunch of people tell me, they're like, uh, you're going to have to cut your hair for your court date. I'm like, whoa, you think the hair is going to save me in this court? So I slicked it straight back, Ooh. and I decided I'm not going to ever cut it. And I grew that thing all the way out. It was very long. But then I got Like the, AJ, right? Doesn't AJ go with the slick back hair, or at least did? Yeah, but he's got at least a fade with the side, uh, you know, that it goes straight back or whatever. And he has that jawline, you know what I mean? He just eats punches he like he's Steve Baby Ochich or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I let that thing go. It was long. It was a long 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 how many meals did you have in the slammer so they sent me a uh, a bologna and cheese sandwich Ooh. and when they tossed it in there they also put in like a little um it was like a cookie with a cream in between it nice. uh like a very cheap version of that or like the um like almost like the wafer with the cream with the wafer mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about yep. like those ones in a plastic thing and they tossed them both in there too i was in the end, uh, i was in solitary confinement by the way because i was a special inmate you know what I mean? Okay. Because uh, people, I was a notable, they say. And I don't sure, know, sure, a celebrity. I don't, I don't know which special inmate was in there before me, but they shit their pants. And it, <laughs> it, it was so bad. I was in a glass case, basically, of poop, while all the other people that are waiting to get uh, checked in or whatever are just staring at me while I'm sitting in there. So anyways, so I'm sitting there, and they throw in a thing, and I'm a sandwich guy, and I ask, you know, what is this? And the guy says, it's supposed to be bologna. I'm like... 
supposed to be a fake meat like how is that even <laughs> so i just ate the wafers and i tossed the, the sandwich back i was like wow. oh, now are, was there literal poop in the in in the cell or are you I, just saying i do believe in the pipes couldn't flush it so i had because i had my own no big deal i had my own oh nice no big deal special inmate you know in a glass cage that i had that own is thing. this big like are we breaking news here i feel like no one asks you these types of questions like everyone there is just sort of like bowing down to you and treats you like some sort of celebrity but no one really gets down to the well ariel listen if anybody was to do an interview with me you're the last person i would pick mm -hmm. i just want to let you know that but i appreciate I mean, you. i have no platform to do such a thing so uh, well i agree and the only time you do is when a guy comes on uh, and then immediately after he loses a fight mm -hmm. Whenever you talk to him, wow, that's a shit. What are you? What are you saying? You heard. You knocked out Conor McGregor whenever you decided to talk right. to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but that was my life. Let's talk about your life here, real quick, though. Sure. <laughs> um, Buffalo Bills are dead. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah. Buffalo Bills are dead. Conor McGregor. Shout out to Jonathan Feliciano, my guy, Feliz Navidad. I mean, did you see that one dude? on Kansas City who punched him? Who's that loser who punched him in like the second quarter? And then and then did you see Josh Allen in the fourth quarter just whip the ball at his head? Did you see that? Well, That's yeah. called fighting. That's called sticking up for your teammates. Mm -hmm. That's called having each other's back. Yeah. Jonathan Feliciano, University of Miami, AKA the U, my man, number seventy six. We're gonna we're gonna run this back. Listen. Listen, every great Do you call the Chiefs Patrick, the losers? They're, yeah. they're literally what? about to go back to back at this point. You called that guy a loser. That's the last thing you Absolutely. could call. I mean, he literally hit him with like a right hand. I don't know how they missed it, but let's be honest. The referees on Sunday missed a whole bunch of stuff. I agree. The Packers, you should have seen what they did to the Packers. Yeah, no, no, nothing with the Packers. I'm talking about the Chiefs and the Bills. Look, every oh. great team needs to stumble en route to greatness, right? It happened to the Chiefs a couple years ago against the Patriots, right? Look where the Patriots are now. That's where the Chiefs will be in a few years. I have never been more confident about anything, anything, anything in my life that these Buffalo Bills, and yeah, maybe we can add a running back here. Maybe we can add, you know, a little more, you know, depth on the O-line there. But for the most part, this Buffalo Bills team, two years, Super Bowl champs. It was a nice run. They did their thing. They showed up. They represented. So next year they're losing. Diggs, Josh Allen. Next year they're years. losing the Super Bowl. Next year. No, I'm giving myself an extra year. Yeah, I but they've taken a step every reward. single time. They've taken a step every single time. If they don't take no, that, no, 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 no. It's like the Chiefs. They made it. To, stick with me, Patrick. You know what happened two years ago? What happened? Chiefs, Patriots, AFC Championship. Chiefs lose. Falling year. What happened? Hey, they why they lose? Why they lose? By the way. Uh, you know they ran into uh, they ran into uh, the cheaters. No, the yeah. Patriots. Yeah, listen, so you didn't watch the game. You've just been told this, and you're recycling this from your Buffalo Bills podcast. You're listening yeah. to the the guy lined up offsides. Guy doesn't line up offsides. Chiefs win. That is nothing what? similar to that's what happened between mistake. you and the that's Bills. And that, 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 that's called being mentally weak. Sean McDermott would never allow these guys. Did you see that shot of Stephon Diggs on the field? taking it all in like a true champion, saying, you know what? I'm going to remember this moment. I'm going to let it soak in the cuts on my arm. That's how bad I feel right now. But I need to yeah. feel – I need to experience it. And then did you see Sean huh. come out? Coach McDermott came out, and he embraced it. And then did you see the shot of Josh Allen go up to every single player, every single – Hug him. Hug him. Hug him. And said, brother, tap on the butt. Brother, we're going to be back. Hey. Be Not only are we back, we're doing two days starting next week. They started two days. <laughs> Hand daps, ass slaps. We're going to be back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's go. That's let's right. Go. What you don't believe? You don't believe the Bills are going to be back? I do, but what you're saying is they're not going to win next year. I think every Buffalo Bills fans think we took one step, we're taking another step, we're taking the next step. You, not a real one, didn't get that memo. That is the goal is to win it next year, Ariel. 
We will win it next year. I feel very confident. Oh, wow. Two years. I wanted to say two years. Hey, we we talked to uh, Stipe the other day and Mike Chandler, by the way. People are saying the greatest fighters in the world at their division come on to this show to talk about yeah. fighting. That's what yeah, they said. They know they're not going to be asked any tough questions. So they'll oh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, right. oh, Skip. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> Get out of here. I mean, you're not a journalist, right? You oh, you are right. You are right with that. I'm not winning. What a cop out. First of all, these two jabrones come after you. I mean, you talk about Tweedledee and Tweedledum and, and your responses. I'm not a journalist. No, Patrick. Look at yourself Ariel. in the mirror. Ariel. And you are Ariel. a journalist, my Ariel. friend. Listen, if you ever get to the top of the mountain, you'll see it. All right? There's no reason to even waste time with those who you're passing on the way to the top, dude. Yeah. So why even address them? I didn't. <laughs> yeah. You did. You have a whole video on your YouTube channel. Great numbers, but it's like. Patrick McAfee responds to Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> Why? Why do this? Well, I have to because I'm on the internet, but I didn't really address it because I'm fans of theirs, dude. Listen, I'm, Listen, you can do those things. You know what I mean? Listen, you don't have to bury do, others for yourself to do well. No, no. That yeah. seems to be something that you need to realize. That's, that I seems like something you... I agree with you on you... this. I just learned about it in the last hour. You are crushing it, apparently. It seems like there's been a spike ever since I joined the show. Great. I'm happy for you. I'm not going to ask for a fee or anything. You should not address these losers who are jealous that you're getting exclusives with the guy who's going to finish number three in the MVP voting. That's great. That's awesome for you. Don't address these guys. They're just trying to you, get you rattled you are the to worst. get you off your game. You are the worst. You're the absolute worst. I wish I could tell you things about those guys over there on that network. I wish. Oh, I wish so badly, but I won't right now because I'd like to remain employed. <laughs> well, Stipe, by the way, gave me the old I wish. He, he like threatened <laughs> to beat me up the other day, speaking of tough questions. I don't know if that's ever happened to you in the middle of an interview. I'd assume, <laughs> by the way, I'd assume it happens a lot to you. What'd you ask? I told him toughest people in the world come from Pittsburgh. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I said Pittsburgh. <laughs> Are you from Pittsburgh? I thought you were from Indy. Okay, I live in Indy, from Pittsburgh. Indianapolis has great rates whenever you want to buy a house or yeah, property yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Very yeah. good people out here, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the internet's solid, and we didn't get shut down for like a year and a half like everybody else did in those big cities. You no, know no. what I mean? Well, um, I don't know why he would care about such a thing coming from, you know, a third t- I found out third-tier punter. Uh, you did great things. Were you the guy who held the ball or were you the guy who wiped off the ball before they went out and actually snapped the ball and kicked it? Well, that'd be the ref. The ref does that. I don't no, but isn't there the like ball. a guy on the sidelines like with that net and you, you wipe it for the guy and then he kicks it on the sidelines? Isn't there that guy as well? Come on. You know who I'm talking about. I do not know who you're talking about. Come on, Patrick. <laughs> I, do not, I do not know who you're talking about. But yeah, I held the ball almost for a perfect season until we missed one. Almost had a perfect year there. Vinatieri. Vinatieri. Did you play with Vinatieri? Yeah, the best. Legend. I mean, you talk about a guy who actually oh. has a Hall of Fame career, <laughs> who's done something with his life. Adam Vinatieri, New England Patriot uh, legend. Thierry, what's your problem, dude? Just pronounce his goddamn name right. All right, Ariel. Patrick. I was told, I was reading on the internet while I was doing this research, you're going to be number 30 in the Royal Rumble this Sunday. Is that true? Is that what people are saying? I have been fasting, haven't I? People have been been noticing I am in some shape. People wonder Intermittent fasting are you doing? Yeah, yesterday I forgot to eat for two of the hours, so I was off for 21 hours, on for three, but... Yeah, that, I've been doing the intermittent fasting. Terry Crews said he, did, he said he didn't do anything else, just intermittent <laughs> fasting. You see what he looks. Could you imagine? It goes three, 
like no one's going to be there, obviously. Two, one. And it's me and you coming out together. <laughs> me as your manager. Could you imagine? And the whole place is like, who the F are these losers? Well, right? it, and I'm coming out and I'm hyping you up and I'm rubbing your shoulders and stuff. And you go out there and you toss everyone out and we're going to WrestleMania. We point. We are. We yes. are. <laughs> where are you going? Could you? I mean, we point. You know, you got to point to the sign. You always have to point to the sign over there. Right. Mansuri will tell you. He knows a thing or two about that. Point to the side. Could you imagine? Wouldn't that be fun? And by That'd the way, you, fun. you didn't have to work at the WWE for 11 years to know that everybody points <laughs> at the side. I mean, that happens on a very regular basis. But I, I think if we were to ever go out there, you know, that whole hype up thing would be awesome. We would definitely clip that. You know what I mean? Us coming out there. Because I think as soon as I probably get in there, there's a quick chance that I'm going to get the old, get the fuck out. And then, and then I don't know if I've ever gone like that over, to, over. to the ground. That would be tough. I, I think that would be a tough go. So the chances well, I, are low that you're going to see. I would, do, I, would do it, I would do it like my guy Bret Hart back in the day where they would throw me over, but I would hang on and my feet would just kind of dangle there because I'm such an athlete. Oh, so I would have that core yeah. strength and I would just be dangling, yeah. dangling. And then like I Bret would do like said. the back. You said like Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hitman. You familiar with him? Yeah, you mean HBK. So you're talking about right now. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Hitman. He did it as well. Uh, I mean, no, it sounds like you just tried to spit in HBK's dare, face. Don't you dare yeah, ever it, yeah, compare sounds the Hitman like, to HBK. Oh, oh, I know you're all buddies with HBK. Oh, he puts together matches, blah, blah, NXT. He's a mentor. Forget about that. Bret Hart, legend. Best there is. Best there was. Don't you? If you want to see me get fired up, Oh, uh, I forgot you were from the town of Canada. You know, got, you know I Pat, I got to tell you something over here. You know, Please uh, do, Brett. Thank you. As a true Canadian hero, it embarrasses me to hear this buffoon from Montreal, a place That's where I got great. screwed, talk about <laughs> real the hitman. You know what, Pat? Yeah. I'll give credit where credit's due. I may not like the boy toy and all. But Shawn Michaels was the guy that was dangling at the world. Well, but wasn't the hitman? It was a fucking hitman. It wasn't wow, the hitman. Was Someone needs to put this idiot in the sharpshooter and send him back to talk to thirteen-year-olds on their bar mitzvah days. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. maybe get a that better podcast good. out of this whole thing, Ariel. <laughs> yeah. Man, that was good. Respect. That sounded exactly like him. Oh, what a legend! By the way, we're the only one. I believe we're the only show that does have. Bret Hart on the phone at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Show to have the best there is, the best there was, and the best <laughs> that there ever will be. Hey, man, Bret. Uh, yeah. 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 The glasses, the whole uh, thing. I, all I wanted in life were the glasses. I just wanted him to give me the glasses once. That's he, all I ever wanted. Yeah, he would have never picked you, though, because you're a stooge. We got to get out of here. Ariel Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ariel. Yeah. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. Users, FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said.
Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication last week between myself and FanDuel. We worked that out. That's kind of how things operate whenever you're in a business relationship with each other. But even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel, it'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. The Senior Bowl, normally not as important as it is this year. Now, a lot of hearsay and drama and controversy is talked about down at the Senior Bowl. Uh, that's why Easterby's name has made it out of some people's mouths to see, you know, the trades with Deshaun and Stafford and Carson and Jalen, potentially. There's, there's a lot. Get, but this year, because there's no combine happening, per se. Now, I, I do believe everybody will be able to cut up a highlight reel and send it to the GMs and everything like that, and pro days will happen. But the Senior Bowl is being treated almost as if it was the combine. He said one team is doing second interviews with players at this point already, treating it exactly as if it was a combine. Seems like a smart idea. I would not be watching the game. Mm, that I game will probably so. stink. Probably, probably. I played in it. How was it? Mm. Well, you know, I've watched a lot of football at the position that I played. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That game stunk. Uh, okay. <laughs> Who's the MVP? Pat White. That's he right, was yeah. good. That's right. That's right. But then they didn't play him the whole game. Oh. You know, man. because there's numerous so quarterbacks. Guys, yeah. guys. It's like Pro Bowls. You know, like when you get to the fourth quarter, when it really matters, you know, when bonuses are on the line, mm-hmm. you have your worst players on the field. And you start looking around the locker room, you're like, or look around the sidelines, like, hey, hey, JJ, can you get your fucking ass hack out there? Like, hey, it's $40,000 we and we win this game. Like, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> All right, we'll go. <laughs> Get in. Listen, I'm not going to be able to change the outcome of this game. I would like $40,000. That's a lot more money that I could potentially take in this offseason. Could you potentially get your ass back out there? I'd go do it. Go force a fumble, dude. So I go down to Andrew Luck. Okay. This happened, by the way. Yeah. If this the story sounds like I'm like recalling it, it's because I am. <laughs> we had a quarterback in, all right, in the fourth quarter. We needed a drive. Mm-hmm. Who's this? Who? I'm not saying his name. He doesn't deserve it. Okay, because Andy Dalton. Okay, it was Andy Dalton. <laughs> he did not deserve what you guys just did to him. No, he didn't, but. But this is the problem. This is all. We needed a drive. Okay, we were about to lose. Andrew standing on the sideline. I go to Andrew. I go, hey, come on. Hmm? 40,000 bucks. Let's get a dub here. You know what I mean? And Andrew's like, I can't do that, Pat. He's like, I can't do it. Andrew's basically like, you, I would look like the worst human ever if I just jogged out there and did that. Basically, he was talking to me as if I was like, an idiot, like, hey, I, that can't happen or whatever. So then I go to JJ. I go, JJ, hey, you go play tight end out there? We'll get you out there. And uh, I said, I was just talking to Andrew. And he was like, if Andrew does it, I'll do it. I was like, all right, now we're talking. So I go over to Pouncey. I go over to uh, uh, Mike Pouncey. I go, hey. You go back out there, 40 grand. You know, we, he said, hey, you get those guys to do it. I'll do it. I didn't get anyone to do it. <laughs> we lost. But I was over there really rallying. I mean, I was really trying to get them back out there. And by the way, I didn't have a good game either. So it's not like anybody. I'm not talking about anybody having a good game. I'm, I'm talking about normally in the fourth quarter when it really matters in these all-star games. It's not the, 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 the first string is already out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They started the game. You know, hey, here's the starters. For the, woo, woo, here they are. Now they do. All right. Now, hey, guys, sit down. 
here's second string, here's third string, here's fourth string. Here, oh, there was two alternates. Here's sixth string. Mm-hmm. And now it matters. So good luck out there. Now you got Jared Goff leading you down the field. Well, Dalton go out and sling it at least? I think he did, yeah. I don't remember, mm. to be honest. Because I was lobbying hard on the, I was politicking on the sideline pretty heavily. Yeah. I thought there was maybe a chance I'd get out there. You know what I mean? Ooh. Everybody voted That'd against it. That'd be awesome. It. Everybody voted against it. Oh, Who's everybody? Everybody, everybody said no. You're not allowed. Who the hell was the coach? Yeah, it was it was Ravens. Son of a bitch. They they actually taught me a lot in that. I actually got a chance to talk. Sam Cook was doing a lot of stuff, and uh, I had watched Sam Cook for a long time, and then I got a chance to talk to like the Ravens special teams guys yeah. and ask some good questions and got some stuff. And I wrote them down mentally and I took them into the off season. Mm. Made me a better player. Mm. Yeah, so I like the Ravens coaching staff a lot. Wink Martindale, by the way. The, he was a linebacker's coach at the time. Uh-huh. Now he's the D coordinator. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves him. They're like, this guy deserves a head coaching job if he ever gets it for the Ravens. Uh, he was awesome. Got to tell you, he was hilarious. Hilarious dude. Like, actually, I think he sought me out for a conversation one day, and I was like, this, somebody probably told this guy, hey, go talk. <laughs> yeah. But we had a great conversation. Now his name's up for, like, head coaching. I was like, yeah, that guy's a cool guy. They were a very cool crew. Does that happen with, like, all position groups there? You pick up stuff, and then you just get, get even better going into next year? Uh, you would hope so. I, I think a lot of guys share a lot of things whenever they're at the Pro Bowl, but yeah. then there's some guys I think who don't do anything. You know, It's like a very – I was trying to learn as much as I could from them because I had a lot of respect for what they were able to do with what Sam Cook was doing. So I was trying to learn ask questions, but I didn't want it to look like I was prying. Yeah. You know what I mean? There had to be a little bit of strategy. Like, hey, you guys at this one time did blah, blah, blah. Why did you blah, blah, blah? And then they give an answer. And it's like, I'm going to remember that. Okay, okay I'm going to fucking walk okay. that. Hey, that's a good idea, by the way. <laughs> I'm happy you guys did that. Because now I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate you for it. So that that's where in uh, Senior Bowl I talked about that. It was, I mean, maybe the, maybe the waste, most wasted week of my life. Mm-hmm. Now, what else would I have been doing? Probably probably having some beers back in uh, Plumboro, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Buying, buying shots for people. With CFO Phil and then <laughs> kicking balls in the morning and mm-hmm. then working out a little bit and then going out again at night and then just going to sleep. So there would have been no other thing. And I actually missed my flight to the uh, the skills challenge the mm-hmm. day after the uh, Senior Bowl because we won the Senior Bowl and a lot of my friends from college were down there because it was like, uh, A, our one friend from college, dad, used to run the Senior Bowl, so he was down there. He's from Mobile, Alabama. So they all came down, and we had a great time the night after the Senior Bowl. Let's celebrate our fifth bowl win here. Yeah. Yep. Here we go. One thing led to another down there in Mobile, and I missed the only flight out of Mobile, Alabama. I was supposed <laughs> to go where I was supposed to go for, like, I don't know, 13 hours or so. Damn. Then I showed up down at that thing. Won a contest. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Lost another. That's right. Didn't get any of the swag because it had already been all given away at the beginning. Uh, sure. Oh, shit. So, aside from the video of it happening, there's nothing I own that says I was at that thing. <laughs> Still a winner, though. Well, I did win. I lost after the Senior Bowl. We were incredibly hungover. I mean, I, that was one of the worst. It was a quite a, we're going to go out here with a bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, st- I still remember the alarm going off. And me opening my eyes and it being very bright outside and going, oh, I definitely missed that 6 a.m. flight. <laughs> <laughs> a pocket full of sunshine right uh, No, it was, it was just classic. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Phone was off the hook, by the way. I'd assume people were calling. Sure. Try to wake me up. Let's go ahead and move that. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Don't need that. Mobile, Mobile, Alabama, good place. So it's the birth of Mardi Gras. 
Oh. Mobile, Alabama, birth Mardi Gras, and then it went down to New Orleans. It was a very small city from what I do recall, and there was only like three places open, but they were open because the Senior Bowl was open, maybe four places. I had a good time there. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I very nice people. The stadium we played in was not a good stadium, but I guess they've moved to a nicer stadium since then. The Senior Bowl has been a staple. Like, when I got invited to the Senior Bowl, I was, like, very pumped about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a pretty big fucking deal, especially because I didn't get invited to the Combine. So I thought Senior Bowl was going to be, you know, biggest week of my life. It wasn't. I told you to stop punting. <laughs> nobody, even, yeah, nobody even saw me kicking <laughs> balls. I was told I should never punt a ball again. Well, well, I did. By the way, I stopped punting at that moment, and then I was drafted to punt. And I was like, "Well, gonna have to figure this one out." Senior Bowl kind of screwed you. Let's fucking get back into it. <laughs> yeah. Colts worked me out as a punter, but I did not train going into it. I thought they were working me out as a kicker, which didn't make any sense to me because Vinatieri was here. And then when I got there, they were like, uh, "Okay, let's have you punt some." And then I kicked off, and I kicked. I mean, it was very, it was very interesting. Patriots worked me out. Ooh, I think they only worked me out though because they needed somebody to pump balls to uh, Pat White. Ah. Oh. oh, they worked out Pat White as a returner. Yeah, same day. Yeah, damn. Special teams guy came down. Older guy, I forget his name. Uh, he's very nice to me. He had me kick field goals, and where the net we we kicked field goals inside because it was freezing. It was very cold. We kicked field goals inside, and where the uprights were was on a net on the back of the field. Yeah. And it was like three and a half yards behind the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Right. So wherever I was kicking from, if it hit the net high enough where the uprights were on the net, you got to add three to four yards on that. Mm-hmm. I remember hitting a bomb and uh, I think it's Scotty. O- I think, it was, I think his name was, I forget who he was. He was very nice to me. I remember hitting a bomb, him saying the yardage I was standing at. And I was like, no, actually 68, because it's uh, not on the thing or whatever. He's like, oh, is that right? <laughs> and I was like, well, I didn't want to talk about it. And then I go outside and I punt. Pat White's catching it. And then they leave. I never heard anything. I was like, oh, they just wanted me to punt to Pat mm-hmm. and make it, you know, maybe a little research. I wonder what Ernie Adams was saying while that was going on. Yeah, probably, he, he had eyes on it. Yeah, he sure. probably was up there. He had a drone flying over. <laughs> How you doing? Keep it moving. Uh, we have some updates out of Houston. Texans general manager Nick. Cesario, uh, before we take a few questions, organizationally, we want to reiterate our commitment to Deshaun Watson. We have no interest oh. in trading the player. Wow. wow. All right. Jack Easterby said, boys, grab a hand. All right. <laughs> hey, Cal McNair, Jack Easterby, Cesario, David Cauley get in there. Mm-hmm. Pep Hamilton now who's oh, yeah. the quarterback. They're all in the room, you know, and they're potentially about to do the whole – Bow your heads thing. And as Jack Easterbury leads that thing off, he goes, Father. And they're all like, here we go. I know the media has been saying a lot of things about what we should do with our organization. And you hear Kyle McNair in the background, amen. <laughs> and the new guys in town are all like, wait, wait, are we amen in every sentence here? Pep Hamilton's like, I'm not. Amen. <laughs> and I know everybody thinks that we have to trade this once-in-a-lifetime quarterback from our team that has not had a quarterback in what seems to be forever. Cal McNair at this point. Amen! He might even have his hand, he might have lifted his hands up to like kind of feel the spirit or whatever. But what they don't remember, Father, what they don't remember, Lord, is if we don't trade him, we fine him $50,000 a day. <laughs> Amen! Amen! If he misses a game, 650,000 big ones coming right back to the organization. Amen. Amen. So we do whatever the hell we want to do, Lord. 
In Cesario, you got to make quite a decision. I know you did not know this was happening because the last time we had chatted, I was only a chaplain. Now, I fucking run things. Hey, Amen. <laughs> so you're going to listen to me here now, Nick. You go out there and you talk to those people and you let them know we ain't doing shit with Deshaun Watson. Hey, Father, we'll take all his money if we fucking want to. He stays as a Houston Texan, whether he likes it or not. Uh, in Jesus Christ, we pray. Everybody. Amen. 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 And then he just walked out. That's what they did right before that meeting. Yeah. They were in a little round table area and they sanitized first, obviously, mm -hmm. so they could hold hands. Smart. Uh, I guess we got more quotes coming out uh, from Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet, uh, Texans GM Nick Cesario. I just want to reiterate our commitment to Sean Watson. We have zero interest in trading the player. We have a great plan and vision for him. We look forward to spending more time with him. Mm. Hey, GM Nick, I love what you're thinking here because this is what a lot of former general managers that we've spoken to as in the one mm -hmm. michael lombardi he said it sounds like the media has already said that this guy's getting traded he said if i'm a general manager especially if i'm nick i'm going in there and saying how the hell do i figure this out because less than a year ago you signed for a hundred and some million dollars what happened since then how do we figure it out and deshaun's gonna go well amen you know yeah yeah hey, hey, hey amen Amen. 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 With Cal McNair. And now we will never make amends. Okay. Amen. That is what happened. Amen. <laughs> and then Cesario's like, all right, so I got to figure this whole thing out. But with the way the contract is written, with the way the, Jesus, with the way the contract is, is written though, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult for Deshaun Watson to force his way out here. Yeah. If they want to make it difficult, which it sounds like, by the way, they do. Yeah. In the NBA, it feels like you have a lot more control over things. And I think the players do. I think it's a much different world. Uh, in the NFL, they seem in this contract, with the way the CBA was agreed to just a couple a year ago or whatever, he's he, like it's going to cost him a lot of money. So unless he wants to retire, which he will still own his rights, uh, his playing rights. They will still own his playing rights, even if he comes back a year later, or if he just wants to what give them twenty one million dollars or something. Mm -hmm. I, it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. And we just got a chance to hear for the first time how the Houston Texans organization feels about the entire operation, uh, because all we've ever heard is from the outside in Deshaun's side of this thing. Oh, Nick Cesario is saying, "Nah, we ain't doing it." Yeah, we have the clip. I guess let's go ahead and run that thing. Is this is from just now, right? This, this is literally happening as we speak. We're hearing from the org. I did not know that's what he looked like. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> not a great, not a good lighting for him. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, I just want to address a couple things here quickly before we get started. Um, so, organizationally, um, just want to reiterate our commitment to Deshaun Watson. Um, he's had a great impact on this organization, a great impact on a lot of people, a great impact on this team. And uh, we look forward to the opportunity to spend more time with him here this spring once we get started. And, you know, we have zero interest in trading the player. Um, we have a great plan, a great vision for, for him and for this team and his role on our team. And we look forward to the opportunity to spend more time with him here this spring. So it's going to um, take me a couple months. Couple it's going to take me a couple months to get Easterby, okay, out of control. Yep. Mm -hmm. But we are looking forward to a little bit more time in the spring, okay, with Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't know how we're going to fix it. We're going to try. And uh, I, the reason why I took this job is because he was here. But, but <laughs> you know, the reason why we came here with no, no draft picks and really no money. I mean, 
No, we're 17 million over the cap. I mean, the reason why I came here is because guess what? There was a guy playing quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I get here and guess what? We we ain't got a guy anymore. Nope. That ain't gonna happen. Okay. I'm gonna go talk to him. We're gonna figure this out and we're gonna move forward. And I think what the other side will say is, you're not gonna be able to fix what we have a problem with. And I think eventually who's gonna win is the contract that is very expensive. Unless Deshaun Watson just sits out this whole year, which by the way, would be very gangster if yeah. he was able to do that. Just stare it down, take a stand and say, no, I'm not doing it. That would be a hell of a move, especially at the price that it's probably gonna cost. But then we do this whole thing again next year because he's still under contract. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how does this whole thing, the only thing, the way he just said there, and what he just said there was, he, the Texans is the Texans. Yep. And the Texans is Deshaun Watson's team. That is what's going to happen. And uh, I'm excited to see how it pans out. Chris Mortensen, Shefty, look for their Twitter accounts because they are embedded yeah. in the Deshaun Watson camp. Mm-hmm. They seem to have all the information coming out via their social medias. There will have to be an answer to obviously what happened today. It just uh, so, so so he's not going anywhere. No, no, it sounds like he's yeah. got no chance going anywhere. Or, yeah, but they got to say that, right? It drives it drives the asking price up if they're saying there's no way we're going to trade him. Teams who are thinking about it are probably like, all right, we got to offer even more than what we were initially thinking. We are not interested in trading the player. That is a that is a rather that is a rather. I mean, granted, they could be playing cards here and trying yeah. to draw it up that they are interested and. Maybe this is an attempt by Nick to win over to Sean. You know what? We love Jesus. We lo- <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he, we love what you've made a lot of people happy around here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was trying to allude to Deshaun to be letting him know that it's not just, remember, it's not just these two. There's a lot of other people here that you have great relationships with who appreciate what you've done. In my- you heard those in those words yeah. there. I think that was him talking to Deshaun, not other teams. But in a poker situation... That would make a lot of sense, too, to be like, yeah, we will. Hey, if you want to come, you better come correct. We ain't doing two <laughs> seconds and two thirds like Matty Stafford's potential here uh-huh. for the Niners. I mean, it has. They have to say that. What happens, though? Like, does Well, sh- how does he even. What would he. What, what's another answer he could have given in this situation? Was this just a weekly press conference for him? Was this an introductory to the head coach Pro- press conference? I, I, believe no, I believe it was that. Introductory so they were forced to have a press conference because mm-hmm. they have a head coach. Why mm-hmm. McNair's not going. And they're doing it on a – yeah, exactly. And they're doing it on a Friday, right, just mm-hmm. hoping that this can, can kind of disappear. Yeah. But I would assume their PR person who got fired. Right. <laughs> their new <laughs> – I would assume their new PR person, Jack Easterby, mm-hmm. knew – that he was going to have to talk about Deshaun Watson. So I assume they ran through a couple different strategies for this press conference. How do we win the press conference? How do we not, you know, how, how, do, we, how do we not lose this press conference? Because yeah. mm-hmm. people are going to ask about, you know, the head coach, congrats, let's talk to him. But every question is going to be about one thing. We have to address it. How do we do it? What are they, we are in conversations with Deshaun and his team. And we are excited to see how it evolves and everything like that. That's one particular avenue they could have went down. Instead, they went down the, we are not interested in even trading this play. I think that was them talking to Deshaun. Okay. I, that's what I think personally, right? Because if we have, now we have to start thinking of how other ways they could have went as opposed to doing that. Because there was a full, probably what, 
I would assume an hour at least long strategy on how they're going to do that press conference there. You know what I mean? There is a full on ideas are flowing. Mm -hmm. Jack Easterby is going maybe pray to start this whole thing. You know, that whole thing. Like there's, there was a full prep. So for him to come out and say that there was, there was a reason those words were concocted the way they were, I'd assume. And now it's like, would Deshaun Watson answer? Mm. Look for Chris Mortensen to get out there and be like, <laughs> Deshaun understands, per source. Deshaun understands, yeah. <laughs> per source. Yeah. Deshaun and his team understand. Uh, and we've never said that this was about Nick Cesario. We've always said this is bigger things. Mm-hmm. Don't know how it's going to go. And then the whole conversation is going to revolve around, is he $21 million? That's, what it's, that's how much money they can take away from him if he doesn't show up. It's a wild time to be a Houston Texan fan, I'd assume. Yeah. Are we happy or are we not? Do we got a guy? Do we not got a guy? Do we even care about a guy? Because we got a guy who talks to the Doug guy. guy. <laughs> and no one's winning more in this situation than Billy O'Stooch. I mean, no wonder he was giving himself all these jobs if Easterby was the one who was going to be picking, who was right. doing everything. Who's going to be a general manager? Easterby? I'll do it. Fucking put it. <laughs> Fuck it. Who's going to be the head contract negotiator? I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> J.J. Watt goes, I'm tired of what's going on around here, Bill. And Bill's like, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? Knock me out and let me get fired. <laughs> please, please get me out of here. You said David Colley's on? What's he saying? He's on just now. He just said that, uh, you know, he was just asked about the Deshaun Watson situation. If he knew that while he was interviewing, he said, look, all I knew is that when I was interviewing for this job is that Deshaun Watson is a Houston Texan. I want him to remain a Houston Texan and remain our quarterback. Yeah, so that's an entire. They're all pushing that. That whole yeah. that whole thing is how do we win back Deshaun Watson's like want to be here, especially because they're going to be trying to build a culture there. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. New GM, new head coach. They're going to be trying to build a culture, and this has not been you know an exact uh, uh, great. You know, if you build a foundation on sand, that's a problem. Uh-huh. Yes, right. This feels like a little bit of a beachy start here on this foundation for this new. But then if they get Deshaun back in there and they kind of say we can get through anything, okay, we've been able to do this. You can kind of flip this whole thing. What's that, Gumpy? They still have no picks and no money under the cap, even if they keep Deshaun. Like I don't get how you sell it to him that this is going to be a good football team. Wait, it's you know what. Deshaun, I want to tell you this. The previous uh, administration, who's still here, by the way, they're, they're just praying right now. Mm-hmm. They spent money. They spent money on, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right, we traded a lot of things away. They did the decisions here. So it's going to be tough for us to win, but that's not your fault, okay? No, no. You're going to have the highest completion percentage uh, maybe in NFL history and lead the league in passer yards and everything, and you're going to lose 12 games. And guess what? We're running it back next year. You're going to do the same thing. <laughs> about Sorry, pal. Sorry, pal. <laughs> Don't I tell you? Do you want to go tell him? No, I can't do it. And Deshaun's going to be like, yeah, I've been saying it all offseason. He's like, well, we're here now. Mm-hmm. $21 million. You want it or not? That's just what you got to deal with. Don't you think Casario's probably in that brain trust too, though? Like, isn't he? I mean. I, no, but remember, he knew Easterby when Easterby was a – Chaplin, New England. True, but wasn't Easterby potentially angling to get him the job in Houston? Yeah, but that does Cesario know what Easterby had become in Houston because they're saying like he has changed into this whole thing. True. He now, Mansour, you're saying Cesario's talk. He's grown stronger. He is grown stronger. <laughs> he is grown stronger. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're saying that Cesario's still answering and talking right now, or is it David Culley? So Culley and Cesario are kind of going back and forth. They were just asked about you know the Deshaun situation, and does it seem like he's in a position where he's just going to wind up being a Houston Texan regardless of whatever it is that he wants? 
they're just talking about evaluating the day to day, what's best for the team, and you know what's best for everyone involved. But it so they're not like saying they're, anything. Yeah, yeah, they're not saying okay. anything. A lot, a lot right, of fine. circular talking. All right, so all they're saying is that they want Deshaun Watson back there. We're done with it. Mm, just wonder what his anger levels at right now. Who Deshaun? Yeah. He was at a two and he's at a ten. Now yeah. that this thing happened, do you bring him down to an eight or a seven? Or is he at a twelve? Yeah, he's 13. even more mad. Oh, you think you want the other way because of that? Can't come. It's a snake oil conference, is what it is. Whoa. You don't believe in Cesario back there, Gump? I think the Texans are in probably the worst spot we've seen in an organization in quite some time, Pat. Really? Oh. What is another one that you would even potentially consider? Would it be the Washington football team after trading away 45 picks for RG3? Bingo. Or the Bengals before they got Joe Burrow. Or the Bengals. Or the freaking Rams right now. I don't know. The Lions are getting off. They've been, it's just a, that's their organization. Dan Campbell, yeah. That's standard. Motor City Dan Campbell, though, has turned that thing around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We assembled a great coaching staff. Hey, Mark Brunel's up there slinging that ball around the South yeah. Daily. They got floating furniture and the dude tone. It's over. Jeez thank Louise, you. Dude. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. Have an incredible weekend. Big thanks to everybody that stopped by this week. Big thanks to all of you that listened. To the boys, I appreciate your dedication. Let's go ahead and have an incredible weekend. We'll see you Sunday during the Ping Pong Challenge. And then we'll be back with this podcast on Monday. Super Bowl Monday. Have an incredible weekend. T.Y. Schmidt. Please play some independent music and propel these people in a beautiful weekend. We'll see you Monday.
Thank you.